Hey, this is Torrance Kenzie, known as TK. I'm in the Youngest in the Yacht Club podcast. Ah! Four on four. Mo Williams with a hole. No, Kinsey, yes! Yes! Torrance Kinsey, one of the Golden State game heroes. And here's attacking the basket makes all this happen. Because when you attack, the defense has to collapse. You flatten the defense out, and Torrance Kinsey comes in and throws the hammer down. They want the money and fame. We go to the city and we don't be tucking our chain. Woke up in paradise and we live in the drain. I know it won't be the same. Someone gonna put a cocaine. Fly last ain't no gang. I used to dream of something like this. Remember times I was started, man. Youngest in the yacht club. I am Viz Serrano, and I am pleased and proud to have one of my dogs, one somebody that I could say is my friend, somebody I could say I grew up with. Uh, someone I could say made it from where we came from, man. Got Torrance Kinsey, man. Yo, bro, thank yeah. you for being on here, bro. Man, pleasure for having me. Um, look forward to this. We were supposed to be and do it, but um, <laughs> one thing about God is always on his time. So Big facts, big hey, facts. Yeah, no. Bro, you've you come such a long way, man. I always, I, I, I always want to say, man, who is... Is it Terrence or Torrance, bro? Because I always got you as Torrance. I always knew you as Torrance. It's Torrance. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Because sometimes I be hearing people call you Terrence Kinsey, dog. <laughs> Man, I've heard my name so many different ways. Right. So my first name, my last name. I just I just go by it. Just say TK. TK. You know TK. What I mean? Big facts. That's Big one facts. reason why I told people just uh, just go go with TK. Because they fact. tore my name up for years. <laughs> bro, I don't even know. I, yo, bro. I, 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 I see... The things that you doing, man, I see, you know, where you come from. And there may not be a lot of people like, you know, these the, the younger generation, but we got to educate them, bro. Where are you from and, and and who is Torrance Kenzie, bro? Wow. How many minutes we got? We, yeah, we, <laughs> we as long as you want, bro. Um, Torrance Kenzie. Um, I'm from Sefina, Florida. Then I moved to Carver City. But um, I'm... I'm who I am, I'm I'm a brother, I'm an uncle, I'm a son, I'm a grandson, I'm a friend. Like, that's who I am. That's who I try to be on all of those facets. Um, what I've done doesn't make me um, just who I am as a person and who I try to help. Every day we try to be a beacon of light, trying to make sure that you're sharing something that's going to um, influence the principalities of the world mm. to be on your side because – I'm just heavy on that, and um, that's who I am. Every time I speak with someone, I always try to let them know that um, the words that come out of your mouth is a spell. You know what I'm saying? And um, based off of what you say, um, that's who you're going to attract. If you always say, man, I'm depressed, or man, ain't nothing going right for me. God is a, he's a God of free will, so he's going to step back and step out of the way and allow whatever you ask him for to present itself. So right. if you present the, the, the negativity side of it, that's what you're going to get. You present the positive side. Um, he's going to allow the positive to come. So that's who I am as a person. Uh, born and raised, like I said, in Sefina, Florida. Um, moved to, it's a whole story within all of this, but <laughs> they moved to Carver City, and that's when... Um, I develop in, 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 into the city kid of and, and playing ball mm. that much. Big facts. Before we get into that, man, where did you learn 
those things from like the negativity and the positivity? Where do you think the, that 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 the, that process? Where did you get that from? It's cultural. It had to be. Um, like I was saying, when I grew up in Sefner, I lived with um, down a dirt road. My grandmother lived in a red brick house, and across the street, my mother lived well across the dirt road. My mother lived in a trailer, mm. and my grandmother at the time and my grandfather at the time. Shout out to Juanita McPherson for first thing first. Um, yesterday was her birthday, but she's 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 um, passed now. Mm. My other grandfather they passed as well, but they had. I remember going to their funeral and hearing that she had over seventy two foster kids come through her house wow. before she passed. And when I lived in Sefner. She had seven foster kids on top of me, my sister, um, coming back and forth across the uh, dirt road. Right. And just seeing the way she taught, always believed in God, always had that faith. My grandfather, hardworking, always had that faith. My mother, a minister now Mm. as well, always having that faith for progressing, uh, um, speaking things into existence. The word manifestation Kind of got big during COVID, but I was all that was a childhood word for myself. Big facts, you know what I mean. Um, just by off of their work ethic alone, that's what they needed mm. to order to get them to where they were. Um, then when I moved to Sefner, my my father, I mean from Carver City, my my father's side of the family, same they educators, mm. believed in God, believed in um, moving forward, pushing the needle forward, and mm. um, they were politicians on that side of the family as well. Dope. So I had to adopt that from um, both sides of the family. And then my father, truth be told, he, he I'm, I know I'm speaking about God, but what he taught me was he gave me the fucking attitude. Mm, yeah. Yeah, serious. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing that he have ever gave, yeah. like, give me. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, and when I say this, I mean this. He literally, that's what he embedded that shit. Right. Whatever it was, <laughs> man, whatever. Right. Don't let nothing bring you down. Right. Like you only got one life uh, one life to live. Right. And let live it to the fullest. And that's who he was. And that's that's how I operate. Bruh. And so we never ever got into all that, right? I just known you, you know, we play ball, you know, AAU, but I always wonder, man, you know, cause you was oh you 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 were always uh a uh, uh straight individual right um but you did have that fucking attitude <laughs> so yeah. it's like it's like okay it's like yo you know you know you 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 you're not looking for no problems you know what i'm saying but you got that 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 go-getter attitude man that's dope man um i know i know you, you said you moved to Carver city and and then that's how you got into playing ball man and um you know how what how did that how did that come about Man, I got right. you into basketball. What got me into basketball and how I got to Carver City, rewind the tape. Okay. Like I said, when I lived in Sefina, Sefina is strictly country. Um, right. So how I was raised, my, my childhood, was, I'm literally was probably one of the best childhoods ever, bro. Dope. Seriously. Um, from go-karts to dirt bikes to, <laughs> to uh, we had GT bikes back then. Yeah. Then on the hunting side of it, we had, like I said, we lived in the woods. So we had tree houses that we would build all throughout the woods, bro. Damn. Like over 10 tree houses, one over here, one over here, one over here, <laughs> one over there on this side. Yeah. And we had, when I say like dead serious, we had BB guns galore. <laughs> 
BB guns galore. Bro. Uh-huh. It was like 10 BB guns in every treehouse. Yeah, y'all got to just chill, laugh. Just <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when we were out there, we learned how to hunt. Mm. And everybody out there was country as I don't know what. Right. So we used to hunt uh, rabbits, squirrels, doves, raccoons, um, you name it, and from from possums to to gophers to we had a farm with chickens, ducks, um, geese, um, goats. So we had all of that going on. Wow! And our neighbors did too. So we would actually hunt and take raccoons in our book bag that's dead, full of blood in our book bag, <laughs> squirrels, rabbits, and take them to our neighbors and ask them which one do they want. Wow! So we'll pull the raccoon by the tail, like, hey, it's going for thirty dollars. They'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> this this dove, this bird right here, we're gonna sell it for five dollars. This rabbit was like twelve dollars. Wow! And we were selling it to our neighbors. Wow! Hustling. So, dead serious. <laughs> dead serious. Uh-huh. So that's why. And so every morning before school, mm-hmm. imagine you being in elementary school. Right. The bus come at I think six fifteen in the morning. Right. So we'll get up at like five o'clock in the morning. Go in the woods, set our traps that we built. Uh huh. Come back home, take the Santa spurs off of us. Rinse off with the water hose outside, and then, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, put our deodorant yeah. back on, put our lotion back on, and put our school clothes and walk the walk to, to walk up the dirt road <laughs> to, to the catch bus the bus. As uh-huh. soon as the bus come back to drop back back off, we run to the uh, treehouse. See what you caught. See what we caught. Go get our BB guns and go see what we caught. <laughs> right, man. Next thing you know, you have some of everything in our traps, and wow. you do the same thing over and over. Wow. Then one day, I gotta make sure I say this right without. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Because I'm not trying to get it on it. Right, right, for sure, for sure. So on our way to the dirt road, I mean to the to the bus stop, we had neighbors. They were they were involved in some things, and one day, and we wanted to take my grandmother had an uncle named Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. My uncle Roosevelt used to bring watermelon and, and and fish wrapped up in newspaper all the time on the back of his truck. Wow! So. We knew what he was coming. Everybody in the neighborhood knew he was coming with fish and stuff like that. Right. So one day, this is how I got to Carver City. Right. So one day, um, they stopped me. There's like TK and Devin, my other homeboy Devin that was with me. There's like, I know y'all go 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 up here to this park and hoop, and y'all got I know y'all be having squirrels and raccoons in y'all book bag. Take this fish. It was fish wrapped up. Uh-huh. They take this fish, take it to this guy that's gonna pull up at the park. He said, don't go in the book bag. Just bring the book bag back to me. I said, all right, no problem. Go down there. He put the wrapped up, looked like it was fish in the book bag. I take, I, We ride our bikes down there. The dude pull up, take him to the book bag. He go in there, do what he had to do, put some money in there. I bring the book bag back. So he go to the book bag. They're like, oh, I appreciate it. Next thing you know, he break us like $600. Damn. Damn. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. That's exactly what I said to Devin. I said, Devin. I remember the next the never the next morning we out there in the woods, me, Devin, Tank, um, Dante, Caesar, like my father kids uh, working on the key. Uh, key. So I'm telling, I'm like, nah, bro, I don't want to hunt no more. <laughs> I want to learn how to fish. <laughs> right, right. Dead serious. Right, I, tell, right. I told Dad, I said, bro, I ain't hunting no more. Man, right. it's over. I want to learn how to fish. Right. He's like, all right. So we go take our money. We go buy a little fishing rods and all the little bait and don't never, never fish before in our life. Right. We go into little creeks and stuff like that. We catching little fish about this big. <laughs> so we wrap it up in newspaper. <laughs> so I'm like, man, I'm going to go take it to the uh, the neighbors. I'm trying to sell <laughs> the fish for about $100. <laughs> they looking at me like, hey, you don't right. give me this raccoon. 
and take that little old fish out of here. So I'm like, I'm looking at Devin. I'm like, why in the world we not making the same money right. that we was making? With, with up. So with the, with the dude. So next thing you know, he said, TK, take this down. So we do this a couple times. I don't look in the bag or nothing. Right. I'm getting broke off every time. 600, 600, 600 just for delivering fish. Right. All right. All right. So one day we, we still had blood and all that because the blood used to lick from the bottom of my book bag. Right. Like on that shirt and then get on the back of my pants and stuff and our legs. So we would wash off with the water hose or do the slip and slide thing. Right. I left my book bag in the front of my grandmother's house. Um, by the front door, and my mom lived next door. Right. So I forgot that I left it there, so I go next door, not thinking, because this is my hunting book bag. Right. My grandma go in there, and she unwraps one of the fish. Right. Man, there was a brick of cocaine in there, bro. Damn, It dog. was a freaking brick of cocaine wrapped up in, like it was newspaper. That's crazy. And the very next day, the very next day, I didn't say goodbye to nobody. I didn't say goodbye to my friends, nothing. The very next day, I left Burnett Middle School and ended up at Roland Park. That's crazy. Just like this. <laughs> I'm talking about. In that blink of an eye. Like, I mean, I'm in sleep. When I wake up, you going to school over here. I'm like, what? I, ended, I my, got drove to Roland Park, got dropped off like it wasn't nothing. My first day at Roland Park was I had no idea I was coming. That's crazy. And then the very first day after, after school, we played basketball. I got in a fight the very first day. At the school, because of the, you know what I'm saying? Right, it's crazy. That, so that was my introduction of Carver City, Roland Park, and 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 being in the city, <laughs> and whoop dude, and we continue to hoop. Yeah. Like I don't know what y'all think yeah. this is, yeah, yeah. But we, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And we continue to hoop, and then that's how I ended up in Carver City, bro. That's crazy. Dead serious. That's crazy. Dare serious. What inspired you? That's that's bro. TK, I never even knew that story, bro. That's crazy. Nobody don't know that. Yeah. I swear to God. Oh, exclusive. Young a lot of people don't know. That's crazy. Bro, not to not to say anything, but like obviously, did you did you end up going back to Sefner? Like um the visit on weekends and stuff like that. Mm. But my grandmother, she made that call. I thank God. I ain't even let me continue to tell the story. Yeah. Literally a week later, Feds did a whole sweep. Yeah. Sweep. Everybody out there, everybody in the neighborhood, all my friends, top of the road, bottom of the road, I mean, dirt road, everybody went to jail. That's crazy. Went to jail for years. Damn, dog. And I know I would have been in that in that circle yeah. because I we didn't even know what we was what we were doing. We no. thought we were selling, selling fish, fish and, and, and raccoons and stuff. But all of them guys, uh, they ended up getting, being locked up. And once again... Oh, you ain't from seven a year. You you done left. You ain't telling nobody you was dipping. You flawed this, that, and the other. My yeah. nigga, I thank God right. that my grandmother made that decision. My mom, she told my mom. My mom called my grandfather, told my dad. And they was like, yeah, you got to bring him over here. Yeah. They thought I was. the Yeah, you know yeah, the saying? leader. Yeah. They thought I was selling the drugs. <laughs> right, like right. I didn't have no idea what was going on. Mm. So I remember when I got there, my grandfather, it made sense. Because my grandfather was who he was. My grandfather was a was a powerful man mm. in the city, very powerful, and he would just always be like not grilling me, but just like, why your eyes red? My dog, we just got to do swimming. Yeah, I got chlorine. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He was like, walk by here. Let me smell you. Sit down right here. Come and talk to you. What you got going on? I'm like, Grandpa, I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> what happened? He was like, you know, he like, you don't know why you're here for real. I said, I have no idea. I like. He's like, your grandma to tell you, your mama them to tell you. 
I like, nah, he was like, well, this is what happened, Red Son. In your book bag, you had a brick of cocaine in your book bag. I said, I had fish, raccoons, squirrels, and, and, and probably a, a busted up turtle that we were for the sale. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, I wasn't used to that. So that's that's how that happened, bro. That's crazy. Straight that's up. crazy. So how old were you when that whole... I was in middle school. I was in um, 12, 13. Okay. Yeah, that's bro. That's crazy. That's crazy. True story. You end up. You end up Carver City. You 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 been tall your whole like. Nah, eighth grade. Me, Kevin, Corey, all my guys. We were five eight when we played for Spirit. All of us was five eight. Yep. Five eight, five ten, something like that. Yep. That summer before before my freshman year in high school, I grew to be six two. Yeah. So all of us is here. By the time we school started. I was like, you right shot there. up and big fast. That's how. And so, because I know you from Spirit, I know you from Spirit that year. And uh, so, what, what, what made the transition that you say you was finna focus on ball? Like, how did that, how did that come about? I liked basketball and football. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from Saffron, we played football out there in Dover and all there, all that. And then I played freshman year um, JV football. football. Um, got hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Went across the middle. Oh got yeah, hit. Had a big chunk of dirt. <laughs> know what I'm saying? Just I, I, know how, I don't know how long I was out there, <laughs> but I know I was out. I went. They went no spring up off the ground and get back to the huddle. Right. I think once I got up, I was in practice. <laughs> I got up and I went straight to practice. The very next day, I even finished the season. Wow. I, I saw you say, you know what? Basketball season got conditioning. I'm out here running around the track while they out there practicing. Man, it's over. Yeah, me. yeah, I'm yeah. I'm focus on basketball. Big and, facts. Um, thankful that I did that. Yeah. And I'm still the same size almost. Yeah. You know, football was my calling. But um, my heart was big. And um, from there, um, I focused on basketball. My grandfather did an amazing job with teaching me the ropes. That's cool. Did yeah. he play ball? He coached. I know he coached. I don't know if he – I don't think he played ball. But he coached. He definitely coached. He coached for Blake for years growing up, the first Blake. Uh-huh. And also he's responsible for the Blake High School being where it is. Right now. Yeah, he got it built right down along the water. That's awesome, bro. That play, yeah. that area's changed, dog. Yeah, it did. It's crazy. And it's yeah, it cra- it's changed for the better, but it's also – there's a lot of memories in that in that area, bro, during that time. Um, So you went – Went through high school. How was high school for you? Knowing like now, now you know you're getting in eighth grade. Now you're saying you're gonna focus on basketball. How was that whole? You know, you you. I know you got a lot of accolades, bro. In that in that, in that time, man. How was high school for you? Hmm. High school, high school, high school. Hi. What school you went to? You went. I went to Jefferson High School, right? Uh, AKA Jefferson University. You <laughs> um. High school was amazing, man. I can't even lie to you. Once you learn, you get over those fears of what people tell you. Mm-hmm. It became amazing for me. Because I'm going to rewind the tape a little bit and get to high school and tell you about that whole high school experience and Absolutely. how I got to college. Absolutely. Rewinding the tape, knowing that it's gone. When I was four years old, right, mm-hmm. I remember having a dream Waking up, telling my mom, hey, mom, I made it to the NBA. Wow. I'm going to buy you a car and a house, and I'm going to retire you. My mom said, son, I told you this when you were two. 
<laughs> like when she bought me the gold, and she tells me this story still. She said, "I remember God just revealed it to me, wow. and she told me. She said, you're gonna make it to the NBA.'" She, they had the gold on the, the little Fisher Price gold at the highest level. Mm-hmm. I'm shooting on it, trying to dunk on it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And she told me it took two years for that to catch up and manifest in me and for me to have that revelation, that dream, that vision. Mm. It came to me two years later as, as, as a kid, four. Mm-hmm. And it took 18 years for that dream to come true. Mm. Follow me? Mm-hmm. So now you know you have three years of middle school, you got four years of high school. Mm. They say you're going to have four years of college. Yep. So we wanted to take the middle school. I remember from elementary, they was like, oh, when you go to middle school, them kids, they they rough. They going to beat you up, take your lunch money. <laughs> they do this, they do that. You know, you, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, they, yeah, yeah. So they said that on every level. Like, okay, back, well, in elementary, you were scared to go to middle school. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to middle school, you're like, oh, middle school is all right because it's the same kids. But the older kids that was there, they – they seem cool. Right. They, they don't want you to outshine them, and we trying to outshine them. It's like, we're going to compete regardless. Right. Then you go to your freshman year in high school. They saying the same thing. Oh, boy, them kids over there. They rough. They rough. Well, they're going to beat you up. They're going to take your lunch money now. You know what I'm saying? You got you better be ready. Mm-hmm. And then you looking at, on a basketball and a sports level, you looking at who in the city is doing their thing. They had Desmond Allison. Yep. They had Chucky... Um, Chucky, Dez, uh, the whole Robinson crew. Yep. Then you see T-Lat. Then you see Sad Pole. Then you yep. see the Grand Boys. The Grand, yep. Then you see all of them boys, like, they going where? And you like, man, they hooping like that? Yeah. You like, so now you get those, the, that little self-doubt or fear because you ain't really been through nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, of course, my freshman year was a little, I ended up starting my freshman year yep. uh, on, on varsity. But I could tell you was un, I was inexperienced. I didn't know the game. I didn't know the speed. This, right. that, and the other. So it was it was challenging. But then at the same time, you get the pats on the back because you're a freshman right. starting and playing well. And as it goes, you're getting better and better each year, then each year, then each year. And navigating with friends and, and the teacher and the culture of Jefferson, mm. it was just phenomenal. Yeah, it was, Jefferson was phenomenal, man. That's awesome. And um. But speaking on strictly basketball at this point, it also wasn't all peaches and cream. Mm. It was a lot of in the room crying to myself or mm. beating myself up like, why in the world I only, I'm not getting any scholarships? I'm not being recognized. Mm. Like um, every year I improved my game. Yeah. Got better and better. And to the point where I think my junior year I was probably top five or three in scoring, senior year, top two. Um, like So I, I ended up winning all of these accolades, my dude, from right. fast-forwarding to my senior year. Because right. at this point, I still don't have any Division One scholarships and some small. Which is crazy, bro, because I remember asking you, bro, what, what what you got looking on you? And you'd be like, I don't know yet. I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. But I ain't had nothing. Bro, and, and you, you remind me of a Reggie Miller that could move. Hmm. <laughs> that, that could move, right? So I, it was it was crazy to see, bro. We was hooping, you was hooping, and and to see that you, it made me feel like at that point that like we wasn't getting the shine that we needed to get in Tampa, bro. I know we wasn't. It's crazy. We wasn't. So let me tell you about that. So I'm out here hooping, 
coming out every game, taking the game serious as, as heck because I'm trying to get to the next level. Right. I, I, I remember this four-year-old dream that I always said I wanted to do, and I'm thinking in order for me to get there, I have to get to college. Right. And I don't have no D1 scholarships at all. Mm. At the end of my senior season, nothing. I had, like, Eckert, thank God for them, and stuff. Yep. Eckert, some yep. lower-level colleges that had them offers. Yep. That was it. So one day, it was the same – Day as the Hillsborough County All Star game. game, yeah, the same day as the Hillsborough County All Star game, they made we at the lunchroom table. Yep, everybody talking about what you gonna do for the game. How many are you gonna get MVP? You gonna be in a dunk contest? Right. So we just all of us just talking junk. Right. And during lunch, and then lunch bell rang. We go to our next period. I go to my web design class with Miss Favor. Over the intercom, they said, "Torrance Kenzie, you won the four A Player of the Year." <laughs> The 4A player of the year. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I'm like, man, what is that? I have no idea. So about three minutes later, the principal, my coach come down, and the person that's presenting that award, they come into the classroom, and they say, TK, you won the 4A player of the year award. I got up on my seat. I go receive the award. I say, coach, man, I appreciate it. He gave me a hug. And I just take the award and go sit back down like it ain't nothing because – I really wasn't feeling the award because all, I have already won Hillsborough County Player of the Year, um, best player of the year. Now, all these accolades, all these, yeah, every single one short, of them. All these accolades, and none of them tra- transpired into a, a scholarship. Right. So, coach was like, "Nah, T, get back up, come here." He said, "I need you to call your grandfather." He said, "This is a big deal, man." I said, "All right." So, I called my grandfather in front of the whole class. My grandfather picked up. He said, "My boy." I said, Grandpa, guess what? He said, what? I said, I just won the 4A player of the year. His exact words were, are you fucking kidding me? And hung up. <laughs> Straight up. His, so so I gave the phone back to coach. And then and he like, so what your grandfather said? So the classroom right here, the teachers in them right here, the, all them. He said, are you fucking kidding me? And hung up. And everybody looking and they laughing. I'm just sitting down like, man. Y'all yeah, just, what up? Y'all yeah. just embarrass me like this. Y'all know my granddaddy all threw that, man. Y'all out of control. So he do that. So I go sit back down so that they leave out two minutes later. After they leave, my coach come back with my grandfather on the phone. He said, T, your grandfather. I said, Grandpa. He said, my boy, listen, this is what we finna do. He said, I just made a call to the North versus South All-Star game. Mm. This is for all the player, all the best players in the state of Florida. Mm. They've been invited to this. He said, I called them and I asked them, why has my grandson been overlooked all, all four years of his career? He don't got no Division I scholarships. He's not even invited to the best player in the state, for the best players in the state tournament, when he just won 4A player of the year. Mm. He's supposed to be on this list. Big facts. They said, Mr. Kenzie, we apologize. We overlooked your grandson. He said, we don't have a jersey for him, but we'll get him a jersey. We don't have a number for him. We're going to put some tape on his jersey and give him a number. Bring him down tonight. So, literally, I'm supposed to play in the Hillsborough County game. That night. That night. Right. We leave early to head down. I can't remember exactly where it was right now. Bro, the All-Star games, when Jack won the, the – that I was in that game, right? You know yeah, saying? yeah. So yeah. everybody on my way, to, everybody was calling me. Where you at? Where you at? Right. You ain't playing. You ain't playing. Right. We was wondering where you was at. My grandfather said, "Don't answer that. You need to focus." Seriously. Right. So on the way down there, I'm sitting like, "What in the heck? I'm going to go do like 
What game is this? I'm supposed to be playing in the, in the, in the county all-star game. In the county all-star game. I want to play with my guys. <laughs> so on the way there, I'm just looking at the window, and he hit me with one of them across the chest like, my boy, listen. He said, when you go down here, you don't know name one of these guys. He said, don't go down there be trying to play no buddy ball with them. You don't know them. None of them your buddy. Right. He said, everybody down here got a scholarship, mm. Division One scholarship. He said, a player that you matched up with named Sam Barber II, mm. guess where he going? I said, I don't know, USF. He said, did you get a scholarship off for anything from USF? I said, nah. He said, the USF, he got a, a, a scholarship offer from USF, and that's who's going to be guarding you. He said, I need you to kill him. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Straight up. He said, yeah. I need you to kill him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so on the way there, so I'm like, I said, yes, sir. He said, well, get your mind right, and when you go out there, you need to leave here with a scholarship. Big facts. Long story short, I end up winning MVP of that whole tournament. Okay. We leave out the gym, the back door. My grandfather out there when we after the game. When I say I, after I snapped nobody, yeah. snap, I, don't, I don't even think I windmilled all season. <laughs> you win I'm windmilling, catching jump left and right uh, off the rim. Uh huh. Everything falling. I need to find that video. Yeah, we did. Hey, yeah. dog. You know what I'm saying, bro? We was so. Uh, it was Alio, right? Was Alio in our, or was his brother, right? Alio. Alio, okay. Alio, uh, Mike, uh, um, not Mike, um, Ty, Tyler, all these dudes, man. We was, that's why I was saying, I was like, damn, you didn't play it all second. Damn, that's right, because in the practices, you were there, but you weren't there for the game. Right. And we was all like, why, where the hell Taurus go, bro? I had no idea I was on the way down there, bro. <laughs> I had no idea I was on the way. Five. So I'm down there. My grandfather seen the reaction of the gym. Mm -hmm. So we in a, in a locker room. My grandfather come this way, and we go out the back door, and we walk all the way around the gym this way to go to the car. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He didn't want me to come back through the gym. Right. So I'm like, I, so I still don't know what the heck was going on. Right. So long story short, when I get back to the, my coach, my coach said, man, the gym was right around the corner of coaches trying to talk to him about me. My grandfather saw that, got me out of there the very next morning. Guess who was the first coach that come about 5 o'clock in the morning, cut to the front door? Odom from South Carolina. Who? That's yeah, USF nah. coach? It was Seth Greenberg. Seth Greenberg from USF. <laughs> Straight up. Hey. It was Seth Greenberg. Hey. He coming there with all the hot energy. I'm talking about from the from as soon as he get out of the car, he yelling, Torrance, Torrance. So my grandmother like, who she, is this guy? My grandmother, you with a high pitch. I'm like, T? Like that. Uh -huh, like she said my uh -huh. name. Like, T? Like, she still to this day. She said, Randolph, it's a, it's a coach out here to see little T from USF. My grandfather, exact words, word. Let his ass in. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what? He in his recliner, and I'm on the chair. Sitting there, I'm like, I'm like, look, granddaddy, this yeah, is my relax. first D1 yeah, yeah, yeah. scholarship coach coming to the house. I hope you finna chill. Right. So he come in. My grandma, he said, my grandma said, let him in. He come in and energized. What a performance you had. You played well. You know how he is. Yeah, you yeah. You played well, da, 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 da. Man, we want to offer you a scholarship right now, but if you don't take this scholarship, we're going to give it to Sam Barber the second. I don't know why he said that. Oh, that was my the grandfather, worst. Knowing who my grandfather is and how he is, yeah. he said, give a f <laughs> about no USF and no scholarship. I don't care if my grandson ever played basketball again. He was not going to USF. Wow. I'm like, Damn. if I was close enough to kick him, I would have kicked him. Like, Grandpa, don't say that. 
because I don't know what happened. What? Yeah, yeah. So he's like, um, I'm going to give you two seconds to get up out of my house. He said, no, Mr. Kenzie, we just want to, I, I want to offer him a scholarship. He was like, well, don't come in here with no ultimatum. I'm talking about what he needs to do right now. He was like, my grandson not coming in. I need you to get out of my house in two seconds. He said, one, Seth Greenberg went to say something else. He grabbed the phone book, said two, and threw it at him. And my grandmother came over and said, Seth, you got to get out of here. You got to go. So Damn. I had to, after that, it was time for me to go to school. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, Grandpa, what's up? I said, that's my first D1. He said, I don't care what. He said, you don't, you don't, you don't know what's going on yet, my grandson. She said, trust me. I always have your best interest. Mm. He said, that's not the school I want you to go to. He said, I don't even care if you ever play basketball again. You're going to go to school and get you a degree regardless. Right. And he was like, you're going to be all right. Trust me. I went to school like, man, I ain't going to USF. I don't got no Division One. Yeah, he done kicked the coach out. The coach out. <laughs> like, this coach going to tell that coach. Right. They're going to be like, I'm going to be some yeah. So my whole day was sour. Right. When I come back home, it's coaches in the yard. It's after school. Coaches in the yard, people trying to talk. Um, <laughs> next day, you know, so, uh, the next day after, it was just a random coaching. Like, I forget remember who was all there. It was just it was a lot. people. Yeah. And the next day, my grandfather said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to organize it. Tomorrow, my grandfather, my grandson, we be able to talk. Uh, I think UMass was the first team. Mm. UMass came. I went on a visit with them. Mm. Then Boston College came. I went on a visit with them. Mm. Then South Carolina came. Mm. And we liked what South Carolina had. They had the best graduating plan for my grandfather. That's dope. And then I went on a visit with them. I was supposed to go on a visit with Georgia Tech and then Florida. Mm. I like Carlos Powell. He sure he had, that was the best visit I ever no, from Florida from uh, Carlos Powell from South Carolina. South Carolina. Oh 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 the uh he uh, he he was on okay on the team. Yeah, he was the host for my when I was the visit for your visit. recruit. Yeah, he put on the show. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> he put on the show. Carlos Powell. Huh? He signed me. <laughs> Carlos signed me, dog. Carlos signed me, boy. Real. So I came at home side when South Carolina, and then it come to find out that Florida, they wanted me to walk on. Oh, that's crazy. He wanted me to be a walk-on to my come try to come make the team. That's crazy. That's why I had a chip of shoulder against them. Right. Every time. Like tears used to almost come out my eyes when I played them. Yeah. But that's how I made it to college. Bro. Fire, bro. So you went from and bro, that's a that's a crazy story, dog. Yeah, seriously. It's a crazy story, dog. And it's dope because, you know, youngest in the yacht club, bro. People see the glitz, they see the glamour, they see the 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 making it to the uh to the jam, you know, to the to the lead. They see you making it to the scholarships, bro. But they don't see the work that you had to put in. Literally, last minute season about to be over. You about to be at the All Star game, the county All Star game. Grandpa has to make the con the call, bro. And you, you know, what I'm saying it's like God opened them doors for you, bro. And you just said it. Last look. And mm. that's part, uh, when we get to the foundation stuff, that's part of my foundation. Exactly. And that's the name of it, the Last Look Initiative. That's fine. And that's what you just said, the last look. Because I had that last look. And if it wasn't for my grandfather advocating, and I'm sorry that I missed this major part. Kind of mm. want to rewind the tape a little bit. Big facts. When we was on our way to the All-Star game, after he was talking about um, who got scholarships and what you need to come down here and do, he reminded me and said, do you remember your junior year and your senior year? All of those VHS tapes that I used to record for you, I used to record all your games. He said, do you remember licking the stamps? 
Do you remember doing that? <laughs> yeah. He said, because I didn't lick the stamps. You licked the stamps, and on your way to school, you took it to the airport and dropped it off. I think that was um not a UPS. The FedEx. The it FedEx. Whatever, yeah. the FedEx right there. I used to take them right, take those tapes and cassettes and the handwritten letters to all those universities my grandfather used to write mm. and send them off. He said, that's what all this is for. He said, all the coaches that you sent those letters to, those VHS tapes, VHS tapes to, and all them stamps you lit, they're going to be here tonight. Mm. Get you a scholarship, man. Five. Swear to God. Grandpa Swear to through, God. Bro. He was the biggest advocate for me. Big facts. Real for real. Bro, you deserve that, bro. And, and, and bro, I... I tell you, man, I played I played with you, bro. So I know. What was you on a uh you played for Team Florida? Or did, for did a little bit, yeah, I did. Did you play with us in Tampa Housing Authority too? No? Okay, so yeah, you played on Team Florida. The reason why I want to ask I wanted to ask the question from from AU, because I've I played with you, I know I played against you, and I've seen you rise through the ranks. As you rose through the ranks, what was the difference, right? Between you talked about it, the game speed. At the college level, from the game speed at the high school level, how was that when you first got into high school? What so you end up going to South Carolina, you end up getting a scholarship. Tell us about that part. The game speed from high school to college, just the whole transition. The whole transition was, was a part of our foundation initiative too. Is for one the game speed. Um, the whole professionalism. Like mm-hmm. You don't know how that you're a professional in college. You're mm-hmm. a whole professional. You are, even though then they weren't giving you money then, right. but that four-year degree, they got a dollar amount to it. Big this fact. is what we paying you. Your dorm, your room and your board, your, your schooling, the, 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 the meal card, the meal, the meal plan. We're giving you hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for you to come out here and to be ready. For one, I realized... The transition of the game speed, I wasn't ready. Mm. I realized um, the knowledge of the game, I didn't know. Mm. The, the correct spacing, the correct rotations. Mm. So it was like I spent my freshman year getting ready. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to the point where I was almost red-shirted. Mm. To the point where I wish I would have gotten red-shirted, but we thought red shirts was a bad thing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it was actually a good thing. It was getting yeah. you ready. But I didn't red shirt. I wish I would have red shirted. Right. And so that that difference from me going from middle school to high school, playing as a freshman starting, me going to college trying to do it on a freshman, not really getting no minutes. Right. It was just a big difference. Right. Huge difference. The speed, right. the tempo, the knowledge of the game, um, understanding the breakdown of the plays. Just wasn't ready because of – our coach did a great job. Yeah. He, coach Don, I'm not Coach Don. Coach Don was my freshman coach. Okay. Um, then Coach Gressive came, and uh, Coach Washington was under that. But they did a good job, but it, it's to be ready for college. Yeah. You yeah, got to be, you, you, we need a little bit more from the city. How did it do, how did it do, to, what did it do to your confidence? It did it again. It, t- it, it humbled you, right? It humbles you again because. You do it like I, that's why I always go back to the three, uh, four, and four years. Middle school, three years. My confidence. I'm better than everybody in middle school. Mm-hmm. So you like you. Your confidence is yeah, I'm him. Mm-hmm. Then you go to middle. Then you go to high school. It's like boom. <laughs> I got these guys I'm playing against. Y'all going to what schools right. now? Duke. You know, Oklahoma State. You see, you see Joey and them winning the national. T- going to the national championship you know game. Yeah. You got Casey and them running <laughs> yeah, around dunking around. everything. Come on. <laughs> Hey, dog, that's crazy. So it's like, 
all right, it's this. Now it's like I got to work my way up to get to that, knowing by the time I'm a junior or a senior, I'm going to be ready to compete. That's That was my only advantage was mm. um, I had people like CT, I had people like my cousin Tuan, rest in peace, my grandfather, and I'm telling you, oh, you already, you're a freshman in your sophomore, you're playing well, good job. Mm. But your junior, your senior year going to be your breakout year. Mm-hmm. People don't really understand that until you, it happens. The long so, game. Right. But now you see a lot of freshmen and stuff in college to be one and dones and all of that. Right. Everybody aspired to be a one and done. Right. But that's the that's hard as I don't know what. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if you can really just wait it out, yeah. you can see your junior, your senior, your peaking. I think is and now speaking on the tournament now, is getting back to that. It is. Because. The other levels are catching up. The other schools, the mid-majors are catching up. Because of the portal. Yeah. Because of the portal. Yeah. Now I'm not finna go get some kids from high school that's not ready. Right. I'm going to the portal and getting higher from them juniors and them seniors. That's what Florida Atlantic was. Yeah, San yeah. Diego, San Diego State. Them guys weren't brought in. Right. Those portal kids. Yeah. yeah. And now we got some kids that's ready to hoop. Right. And now we can compete. Right. At, a, at, 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 the, at the national level. At the national level. It's crazy, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and you understand the game, bro. And and I don't know how many people – so I don't get many people that I could talk to about the game that have a high IQ of the game. You understand the game because you played at the highest level. That's that's the difference, man. So I know when you see these kids now, Taurus Kinsey back then in, in the game now, been a di- <laughs> different. different. It would have been different. It would have been different. Yeah. Way yeah. different. I mean, even – even though, bro, you you had a, an awesome career uh, at South Carolina, let's talk about your junior and your senior year. Because, I mean, there's a highlight. You were Madison Square Garden. Awesome, man. Hey, man. That's man. the, hey, you sunk the game. Was that your senior year? That was my junior, junior year. Junior year. The Absolutely. NIT championship, Absolutely. right? Yeah, man. Rewind the tape. Boom. Okay. <laughs> Freshman year. Played a couple games. I remember I broke my foot against Alabama. Damn. I had to get a plate. I'm not a plate, but a screw put in. So mm. that ended my freshman season halfway through. Right. So I was like, dang, I wish I would have red shirt. Right. How many minutes were you getting at the time? Three to seven. Three to seven minutes. You know and, and you played too many. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Three to seven. I had a stress fracture. Trying to play on it. Broke it. They said, I remember them telling me, a stress fracture, you ain't going to really break nothing. And I snapped it into it. Damn. And I had to get a plate. Been out with six months. So that was leaning up to my sophomore year. Right. Sophomore year, we ended up making the turn in NCAA. Right. Had a nice little, I don't even think we had a run run, but we made it. Right. Um, my junior year, um, we was a, we was even better than my sophomore year, but right. we didn't, we was a bubble team. We didn't make it into the tourney, so right. we got pushed to the NIT. Right. And I remember this conversation in the locker room. Coach Dunn. I don't know why I keep saying Coach Dunn. I never said Coach Dunn name so much in my whole life. Right. Hey, let me pray for Coach Dunn. Lord God, I just hope that the Coach Dunn, you're doing all right. Because Let's your name go. keep coming out of my mouth. Amen. I pray over your, you, your family, everybody, man. I wish you well. Amen. Um, Like, for real, I don't know why his name keep coming nah, out. Nah, so it's all good, bro. So that's what it is. I, Blessings, I wish you man. well, homie. Um, So, in Jesus' name, um, amen. And so my junior year in the, in the locker room, Coach Duckett. Okay. All right. Okay. Coach Duckett and Coach Odom and Coach Sanders. Myself, and I remember me, Trey, Brandon, Ronaldo. At this time, I wasn't the captain, but I was the co-captain. But my presence was very heavy to the point like I was a captain. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I wasn't with Ronaldo in the, in, the, in the locker room, bro. 
Because I didn't even know that he was going to South Carolina. I recruited Ronaldo. I got him to get Ronaldo. Bro, I know he went to IMG. And get Ronaldo, man. I'm, yo, Ronaldo. I need you I need you to talk, call him and be like, Vinny doing the... <laughs> Dead serious. Yeah. Man. Ronaldo used to live with me. When he, he, to the point, no disrespect to nothing. When Ronaldo got that, he used to live with me. Wow. He used to take care of him and all that. Like, yeah, bro, nah. He coming to South Carolina. I need he, you. He needed... Somebody like that, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I do feel like you guys, when I knew, I, at first, first of all, how many people was from Tampa or that South Carolina team, bro? Just for on South Carolina, just me and Ronaldo. You and Ronaldo. I was like, who the hell? Just me and Ronaldo. <laughs> okay. So you guys are in the locker room. And, and Coach was like, man, he was like, unfortunately, I got good news and I got bad news. We didn't make the NCAA tournament. I think we watched it. Fellas, I don't want to be wrong, but I think we watched it hoping that we was going to get called for the bubble team to go to the tourney. Right. And I remember us kind of feeling down, like, dang. Yeah. Coach was like, what y'all want to do? We got the NIT, but y'all didn't make the NCAA, but you got the NIT. He said, the best thing about this is only two champions at the end of the year. The you NIT, yeah. You're going to either go win the NCAA or you're going to win the NIT. And everybody that comes short – who cares? Right. You made a run, but you ain't a champion. Right. He said, well, if y'all finna play in this, y'all let me know what y'all want to do. Big facts. What y'all want to do. And then he put it up to you guys if you guys wanted to play in it. He said, let me know what y'all want to do. And I remember he saying, he said that. And I was like, well, let us play our game. Just like that. Let us play our game. I said, we going to play in the NIT. Let's go ahead and win it. Let us play our game. Coach barely, coach barely coach. <laughs> The whole, Dead serious. <laughs> right. The NIT, he barely coached because he was like, every, the whole year he was coaching and we already knew what we needed to do. Right. But this time it was just time to go out here and hoop and just do it and because some teams that you played, they weren't up for it. Right. To play in the NIT, you got to be mentally ready to play because if you're going to win, that's the only thing that's going to get you to win. Right. It's just being ready to win this because – Everybody else ain't really on that because they still hurt from the NCAA. You know what I mean? Right, like, man, right. Man, forget this. Yeah. Right, bad. We finna win this jump. <laughs> and so long story short, we playing. I'm talking about we having a crazy run. We smacking teams. You going then, crazy. I was So I'm in college playing in Iowa, and I'm watching y'all make y'all run. Because they call they used to call it the not invited tournament. Right. But y'all was, y'all was right. playing that joint like y'all was. Y'all look like Flash 7 Gem on there, bro. You hear me? Bro, and y'all played in, in Madison Square Garden, which has got to be. Like, first, you go, first you got to make it there, right? It's not it's not all there. You got to make it to the garden, right? Because that's where they're playing. Right. So you guys are playing people. And I'm seeing y'all. Right, because I'm three hours, I'm two hours behind, and I'm catching y'all after practice. We done. I'm catching y'all, and I'm like, damn, Torres and Ronaldo playing. Y'all beating people. Y'all beating people. Then all of a sudden, y'all get into the, the the finals, either the finals or the semifinals is in the Garden. How many games y'all played in the Garden? Like the final four. The final four. Something like that was in the Garden, I think. Bro. Yeah. I watched the game. Yeah. How, explain that moment, dog. Like that final, that finals moment. I remember we were playing against St. John's, and before that game, I just remember watching video with team and the coaches and how much, you know, people don't know that I cannot stand when coaches talk about the other team best player and how they be hyping them up. Uh-huh. It eats at me because I know I'm usually guarding them, and it, like, it literally <laughs> eats at me to the point. I remember in during a film study, I'm so mad watching, I can't remember, one of the Carroll, Pete, I think it was Pete Carroll. Uh-huh. 
just watching them like, man, oh, he's so good. He can shoot. You're gonna be you gotta come off the screen like this. Say they do this, they do this. And I'm just starting to like tear up, just cry, just mad to the point it transitioned into the game. Mm. I remember I'm just sitting on the on the on the on the on the bench, like, man, Turk, man, y'all score. You can score, you can score. I don't care nothing about scoring. Right. I'm guarding him. Mm-hmm. And I remember just you know how you a kid, even like uh-huh. doing all that, and you tearing up. You powering up. Crying. Like you look, he, I'm guarding him and crying, bro. Right, right. Like tears literally come out my eye because I'm so mad. Right. Like, nigga, I don't want you to score. I'm sorry. Right. But you, you still going to score, but I don't want you to score. Right. And I remember that last play, I think, um, they t- when they tied it up, we were supposed to switch on the inbound play, me and Carlos. Uh-huh. Meaning he did, some, he did something, came around. And whoever was guarding the ball, you put it, take him, and I take your man. Right. Carlos, forget the play. <laughs> and I go around, next thing you know, Carol get it. Boom. Hit it. Nailed it. Yep. So I'm like, you can see it in the you can in see the video. in the video how mad I'm. I grabbed my shorts like I saw you. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Doing that. And I said, nah. Call for get the ball. And I'm like, I'm, I see the point guard run over there. Trey, he run over there like, come to I'm like, nah. I shake my head at him like, nah. So that's when I go down and uh-huh. I, like, I skip. Because I, it looks like the the inbounder defender was going to come trap a little bit. So I skip, getting ready to grab, pick the ball up. Then I put it back down when I see him go down. Because uh-huh. he thought I was going to pick it up. Right. And he so went he the other went way. Right. So I put it back down. Then I skipped again to try to see what the defense was going to do. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, it's one on one. Right. I was like, I was watching the clock the whole time. I already knew I was going to pull up for three from the get. Uh, yeah, that's your move. That- <laughs> I'm not going to the rack. <laughs> right, right. So I'm like, you know, I'm just hitting with a, like I'm going this way and hit him, boom. Left it up. That be with all draws. And I know, like, <laughs> um, this undershirt that I had underneath, um, my sister brother was just murdered. Oh, man. Um, rest in peace to Derek Martin. We still haven't found this killer yet in New York. Damn. That's why I hate New York. Um, yeah. So I had his shirt underneath. So when I hit the shot, I pulled my shirt to the side to try to show his face. But it don't show his face. But that was his um, RP shirt that was underneath. So I hit the game winning shot. Next thing you know, one of the biggest shots for our, for our school. Yeah. And, I, and kind of my stock went up after that. It my went confidence up. went up after that. Yeah. The party went up after that. You are a, spo- like, a sports center, bro. After that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everything was up after that. Right. So. The next thing you know, we come back ready for the next season. Um, that, at this point, I'm the captain on the team. Right. I got my soldiers underneath, Brandon Wallace, Trey, my guys, uh, Bryce. Um, Nardo. Nardo. Yeah. Um, Josh. Like, everybody. Like, I just, you know what I'm saying? Everybody. I hope I ain't missing nobody. I ain't even trying to name the whole team. But everybody right. was just ready to go. And we didn't make the NIT again. I mean, we didn't make the NCAA again. Right. We had to play in the NIT. Right. And... We end up winning the NIT again, back to back. But that run our senior year, yeah, it's crazy. Ronaldo bought me probably had the weirdest stat line <laughs> in the world, but it was it was high energy, high pick. Man, this man had like I think he probably averaged like ten points, nine rebounds, nine assists, nine blocks, nine dunks, nine turnovers, nine everything, <laughs> nine. Just hey, nine, just what, going crazy. What year was he? He was a year under me, a junior. Okay, because he went. He had gone to IMG, right? And I was, bro. I didn't know what was going. Ronaldo didn't even play. No high school or nothing. 
know, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, bro, I be telling these people this, these stories. They don't believe me, bro. That's why I got to put you. That's why I got to make sure people see this because they don't know, bro. Bro, all y'all stopped. Y'all was y'all was a fun team to watch those years, bro. It was crazy, bro. Ronaldo's stop went like this. Yeah, that run, that like, that senior year nit run for Ronaldo. Literally, it was unreal. Right. Even at just nine and everything, it just seemed like he, man. I'm telling you, this man would have like nine blocks, nine rebounds, nine steals, everything. nine assists, nine turnovers, nine texts. For real. It's crazy. For real. I, I don't, bro. Nine elbows, nine tilt, like, <laughs> nine tilt rebound, all that. Bro, amazing, it was unreal, bro. bro. It was so much energy, man. And and at the same time, I think all me and him was on the all tournament team. Awesome, Everybody yeah. was like, I'm thinking I'm averaging like 18 to a dub. Five. So I'm supposed to get drafted. I'm so I wanted to ask you, because I know, you know what I'm saying, I know your time is coming, right? You we we're looking at that. Were the scouts, the NBA scouts looking at you? It's exactly what they said. Um after that. They said, we want to take you and Ronaldo. Mm. All the scouts were saying that. How, how did you hear that? They were telling y'all or what? They were telling our agents. Our mm. agents. And, it, and it, Ronaldo go work out for a team. Then I'll work out with a team afterwards. So, or I work, work out of a team. And then he'll come work out for the same team. Right. When we was doing I think I had like 15 NBA workouts or something like wow. that. That year. Exhausted. Yeah. It's, Different it's, level, right? Different level, right? Exhausting. Them workouts were exhausting, bro. It's crazy. Exhausting. And that to have 15 traveling this, that, and the other, we ain't used to that. Thank God we got through it. But long story short, they say, you're going to be drafted. We're going to take Ronaldo, I think, what, 22, 24, something like that. Did did, Ronaldo, did you and Ronaldo leave the same year? Yeah. Oh, so you got you left your senior year, he left his junior year. Yeah, Ronaldo. Because of the, because of the stat line, all that. He, he, he got drafted by the Knicks. Ronaldo, I'm going to just say that because of the stat line. Long as Ronaldo would have went back the next year, he would have been uneligible. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, sound like Ronaldo, dog. He would have been uneligible. No, it is what it is, though. Because hey, I love Ronaldo, bro. We got a lot of we got a lot of history, dog. But it is what it is. Because I think that's what he he was saying. He like, man, I'm done with this school stuff, man. I got, I'm gonna go hoop, man. Right. He's gonna be in the league or overseas. Right. That's what his mind was. Right. So he put all his 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 mind focus on that. I'm gonna do fifty percent of the school work. Whatever that get me, but I'm gonna put another hundred. Forget 50 50. I'm gonna put 100 over here, too. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's right. what it was. He's saving that for the hooping. For hooping, and that's what he did, and it played off for him. He got drafted. They were telling me I was gonna get drafted late second round. Right. So, how this draft night went, I'm gonna tell you on this. Yes, sir. So, down here at the Causeway, over here at the Hyatt, yep. before you get the WTR. Um, I love that my, place. Right. Back there, they, in that cut, <laughs> yeah. they got the cabana. Yeah, yeah. So that was my first time visiting that. Right. Um, to be honest, not on uh, that area. And this is when, 2006? Six. Okay. Yeah, 2006. So my uncle, he rented out the pl- pl- uh, Uncle Tommy. He rented out the um the cabana, told my, my immediate family. It was a small gathering. Me, my mom, my sister, my dad, my my dad, my couple of my cousins, uncles. Stuff like that. The girl that I was dating at the time, all of us just met up. Mm-hmm. Um, they were celebrating the success of finishing college. Mm-hmm. And my uncle stopped me before I went into the house with everybody. He said, look, nephew, I just want you to know that we don't care if you get drafted or not. He said, here's a crystal bottle. I just want to celebrate what you did because you did a lot coming from Carver City 
and there's a lot of kids from Carver City. They don't even get to this stage. Big facts. You know what I'm saying? So we know him. Be proud of you from that. Mm-hmm. So he set the tone. Let me know. So we watching the go in. We watching the draft. They call it the first person. They call this one, this one, this one, and then they draft it like. Some guy that wasn't even on the draft. I think it was a, some African guy, tall, can't remember his name, and it shifted the draft. And I remember, like, dang, I think he was supposed to go to such and such, so that's going to leave the Grizzlies. They're going to have to get a big and something like that. So we watching it, and they were telling me around the, the Grizzlies going to draft you around the 40-something. They didn't grab me. They grabbed Alexander Johnson. Mm. So I remember, like, Beaming. Yeah. Beaming, bro. Like, what? what, the, what? Like, I don't know what what's next after this. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So, after the draft is over, I get up, go for a lead, I'll go for a walk. They got like a little koi fish pond. Like, this the bridge behind me yep. that you can walk on. But mm-hmm. I'm sitting on the ledge, right? Mm-hmm. Sitting on the ledge with my feet dangling over the water, just sitting there. And my mom come out and yell, boy, don't you jump off that bridge. I'm like, mom, this is only like three feet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, mom, what you think this is? It's a koi fish, man. It's a koi fish. I can stand up and the water ain't going to come past my knees if I jump down here. She thinking it's like a big old bridge. Right, I'm right. Like, I'm like, mom, I ain't like that. So I turn around. I talk to her. I give her a hug. She said, you know what? Don't worry about it. God, I got this. In that middle of that, her praying and us hugging, phone rang. It was my agent, and he was on the phone with Jerry West. Wow. Jerry West said, Kenzie, we so glad you didn't get drafted. He said, we want to give you an opportunity to come and make the team. You had a great workout. He was like, but we just had to take a big just now. But we're going to give you an opportunity. Come down here to Summer League. Play well. We Hopefully you play well. You give you, we'll invite you to vet camp. I said, all right, back. Go down in the Summer League. I leave the very next day. Forget all that. Which one is it, the Vegas one or Vegas? Vegas. Vegas. Okay. I, I slide to Memphis early just so I can get familiar with the coaches, start working out. We go to mm-hmm. We go to Vegas. After the second game, I get signed for a partial guarantee. Mm. You know, automatically vet, um, invited to vet camp. So right. they, they signed me. They set me down so I won't get hurt. You played so, well in the summer league. Yeah, I played decent. I, I seen, I seen, I seen, I seen, you know, mm-hmm. when you when you hooping, bro, and you following your people, bro, you you watching those summer games. <laughs> you watching them, dog. No, I'm I see, uh, you, you played decent, man. You played well, man. And um, good enough to make the team. Absolutely. So they, they gave me a partial guarantee. I guess that was like 80K or something like that. Not bad. Come play, come come through, come, uh, come to uh, vet camp. So as soon as summer league was over, everybody went home. I went straight to Memphis. Boom. Wow. I'm going to work out, get back right, because I want to make this team. Right. So I'm down there like three, four weeks, like a month before anybody get there. Mm-hmm. Um, the day before training camp, the day before training camp, as everybody's starting to get there, the day before we do our individual workouts and all of that, they say, Y'all want to scrimmage? Y'all want to play five on five? I'm like, yeah, what's up? Everybody was like, let's do it. Man, we playing five on five. I go for a rebound. Alexander Johnson jumped from, the, I think, from the three-point line, trying to catch it out the rim, and he elbows me right here. Broke three bones in my cheek, three bones. I had to get a plate and nine screws put in. Mm. So I remember grabbing my face like this, and my eye was lowered down a little bit, so I am still can see. And when I move my hand, they like, no, nah, they're like, no, nah, you ain't all right. I remember it hurt it so bad that it didn't hurt. Right. All it sounded like was white noise. You know how that be yeah, like? Zzz, yeah. That's all it sounded like in yeah. the whole gym. And I was like, man, I just want to lay down. I'm going to go lay down in the training room. Like, no, nah, don't you go to sleep. They said, if you're going to do an x-ray, my eyes swole up immediately. It was like that. 
um, get a plate nine schools. I'm supposed to be out for six months, but I still got to make this team. Yeah. So you get the mask. So I'm in the hospital um, for a couple of days, like two, three days. Come out, go directly into the hotel because I'm still, I'm not settled in. I'm staying in the hotel. Right. Down there working out and stuff still. Right. My mom flew down, got out of the hotel the, right next to me, a room right next to me. She checking on me. I got to keep the room completely dark because any light hurt. Yeah. Man, it feel like they were just scratching in my eye, bro. I had to get additional six more surgeries on this eye because my eyelid is folded inward. So my eyelashes always rub my eye. Damn. Still to this day. So not knowing. So first time they pluck my eyelashes out. But when your eyelashes grow back, they be small and they be sharp. Mm. You know how you grow your yeah, hair back and yeah. how they be sharp? Yeah. So it was Cutting my eye at this time all day, every day. So I had to wear a contact on top of that and let my eyelash grow back. Then they came up with this dumb, clever idea <laughs> to flip. In order to keep my eyelid from flipping inward, let's tie it from the inside with a string. So they had a string on the inside of my eyelid, had it pulled up like this here, taped to my forehead, right? So when I blinked hard one day, it ripped the chunk out of my on the inside of my eye out. That's crazy. Then they did the junk again. They said, we're going to do this again because your eyelid is folded in. So in this time, it's four. It's like I only got four weeks in order to make this team. Right. I'm in the hospital for a week. I'm in a, in a hotel for two weeks. This shit done ripped out like three times. I'm like, don't worry about it no more. Leave it alone. Yeah, that's I'm it. I'm going to just live with this. Right. On out. Give me a contact, something I could just brush it, leave it. I going down, there was like... um. They called me into the office. They're like, Kenzie, it's unfortunate, man. I know you injured and all that, but we won't have to cut you. I said, man, Ken, is it possible that you can make me the last cut? Can I at least relive the moment? Can I at least be able to come to the arena and watch a real game with the uniform on? They're like, yeah, we'll see what you can do. Because I'm still on bed rest. Right. So they still playing games and stuff like that. So eventually I'm like, man, forget that. I'm not on bed rest no more. I'm getting up. I'm right. going to practice. Had a patch on. I'm at practice. And I'm watching all the plays just like this the whole time, not moving nothing, trying not to let no eye get, no light get in my eye. They come to me again. They're like, Kenzie, you might have to cut you, man. I like said the same thing. Is it possible for you to let me be one of the last cuts? They called my agent. They was like, agent, the other agents of the other players mad at this point. They was like, why I got to get cut? He ain't playing. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They, I'm they, putting they, in yeah. work. Yeah. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. He ain't playing. He need to be cut. Give me some time. Right. Then it came again. They was like two days later, Kenzie, guess what? This is day. We got to cut you right now. It is what it is. I'm sorry. But these other agents and these players, they mad. These, this guy, Julian Harrington, playing well. Uh, Dupree playing well. This guy playing well. They're like, we got to cut you. I said, nah. Nah. He said, I said, I want to play tonight then. He said, how you going to play? He said, you're not, for one, you're not going to be cleared by the NBA. Two, you don't know no plays or no nothing. I'm like, what I got to do to get cleared? He said, I guess you got to ask your primary doctor. So I called my agent. I said, look, man, I'm playing tonight. My agent was like, to you show, bro, you just a week and a half, two, three weeks out of practice, I mean, out of surgery. I said, man, I'm playing tonight, bro. I'm not going to go home without trying. He was like, all right, call my primary doctor. Pretty much in that contract, it said, if you die, you die, and that's on you. And the NBA <laughs> said, if you die, as long as your primary doctor said they're going to take the blame and you taking all the blame, you can play. I don't care. That's what I had to sign from the NBA and my primary doctor. They said, but you don't even have a face mask and no face protection. I said, 
I've been in the training room all year. I mean, all all month. Brian Cardinal had a face mask that was in the training bag. I said, when I was going in the training bag to get gauze to wipe the blood from around my eye, I would see his mask. Right. I said, I'm going to use Brian Cardinal mask. They looked at me like, it don't fit your face. Right? Uh-huh. I'm like, it don't matter. So, <laughs> dead serious. Right. I said, it don't matter. I'm going to play tonight. They was like, but do you know any plays? I said, coach. My eyes still look swell. I said, man, I know the one, I know the two, I know the three, I know the four, I know the five, I know the baseline out of bounds, I know the sideline out of bounds. I even know the special shot clock play. I know it. Just give me an opportunity to play. Go out there that night. I'm on so much meds. I'm on so many <laughs> you lose. meds. I'm on so many meds, bro. Uh-huh. To the point that you can feel it in your stomach. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. the, 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 the powdery, soury taste. <laughs> right. So my first game against D-Wade, Miami Heat, bro. So I'm out here on the court. I smell the popcorn. I'm looking at the light. The light is like, I feel like the light right here. <laughs> it's just beaming in my eye, bro. Right. So you get on the court. I get on the court. I'm right next mm. to D-Wade. I'm like, I ain't going to lie to you. I, I'm, I'm lying. Up, so I'm brushed against him. I'm like, my nigga, this D-Wade. <laughs> I'm in here, T. I'm like, man, I'm in this motherfucker, man. So I'm brushing him. Like, for real, the next thing you know, they call this play. He, boom. And come off the screen. I remember... <laughs> my, 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 my mash rattle, yeah, rattle. And, it, and it come loose. It come loose. And I remember it like, it just felt like my, my face was still loose. It was like my screws were right. healed into my bones yet. Right. It felt like them bitches were coming out. Rattle. So this shit hurting. I'm like, right. right. And every time I run and jump, you just feel it rattling. So I come off the screen, I get hit with the screen. I'm mm. like, dang. He hit it. I'm like, damn. It's D Wade. I go back down. I'm like, man, this hurt. It's D Wade. So I come back on the other side. It's like he done, like he got one. They're like, man, go back to him. You know, he done poked me up, he done spit on me, reversed, done did something else, got another bucket. I'm like, hold on, T. Forget all this 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 this, this starstruck, fan struck, D-Wade, no D-Wade. <laughs> Nigga, you gonna make this team or not? Right. I'm looking at the coach and them, they looking at me. They're like, man, you know the plays, but you Yeah, you about it, if, it, you, if you in that's coming, if you if we call you off this court, it's over with. You might not get back in. I had to adjust. I think at the end of that game, I end up having like 10. Five mm. and a couple steals. Mm. Then the next game, I think I played like 25 minutes, and I played like 18. Mm. I played like 10 minutes, and I played like another 12. So the reason I told you that, because every time it's less and less minutes. Right. I'm thinking they less and less rocking with me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But then we played. forgot who else we played. I know that last game was against Richard Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So I remember looking at him. Face mask to face mask. I'm like, your face mask way smoother than mine at this point. And mine, you can tell mine, mine's, you know what I'm saying? My, it's not even my face. Yeah, mine's right. I got two big old straps. My face ain't even my face. And he giving me the blues. He had like 17 and a half. Uh, I'm talking about back to back. And he running through screens. You run, Yeah, yeah. And I'm R- feeling it. Mm. Feeling it, bro. And I remember at halftime, like it was not like it was yesterday. I thought it was over. So I take my mask off. I put it on my knee like this here. I wrap one of the straps around my knee to keep it there. And one strap hanging. That's how I wore my mask. Um, and I'm in there thinking, like, man, I'm about to get cut. My, my jaw hurting. I go behind my locker. That's where we, Carlos Powell get dog work from. Uh-huh. In college, um, if they doing that NIT run, all of us used to eat one piece of dog food and run it. Uh-huh. So I did that. I had dog food in my locker. <laughs> Dead serious. So I grabbed a piece of dog food and I bit it on this side. Uh-huh. I remember it hurting so bad to the point that I just it let it dissolve. And Coach Anderson, 
He walks up. He said, he had the clipboard. He like, TK, you sure you all right, man? He said, you don't got to play no more if you don't want to. I'm like, I'm thinking he's trying me like. Right. Like, I don't want to play no more. Like, I'm like, I can't take the pain or something. He was like, you don't got to play no more if you don't want to. I said, yeah, I want to play, man. I'm, I'm ready. He said, well, if you're ready, you starting this half. I'm like, all right, bet. So I had dog food in my mouth talking to him. And he like, right here. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I don't want to play. Now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I finally let that dissolve on the way out. I grab a muscle milk, drink that, and I go out there and hoop. I think I finished like like eight points. Mm. After that game, um, they, they said they, they did the cuts right there. They was like, look. You know we got to make some cuts. This is the last uh, pre, uh, preseason, pre-season game. game. Who y'all think deserve it? Can't even lie to you. When them niggas said, TK. Deserve to get cut. No, nah, deserve to make to the team. Deserve to take to the point that them guys was playing well too, but they couldn't even say nothing. Because they like, how do you even know the plays? How do you even compete? What's going on? So it was like, yeah, man, you just salute. Big you fact. deserve that, dog. And I'm like, wow. And they end up bringing my dog, uh, Junior Harrington, and 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 Dupree in later in the season anyway. Wow. So that made me feel even better, bro. That's fine, bro. Because that's who that was, we was the last three people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And truth be told, coming into this, it was seven guys trying to make two spots. Wow. And I I was handicapped. Yeah, by yeah. being injured. Yeah. And end up making a team like that. So when I made the team, they set me down for six months. Wow. I didn't play. I didn't run. I didn't do do anything for six months. Wow. They let you heal. They let me heal. So when that, soon as I healed, I healed for two weeks. Mm. I got back to. I'm, I'm I'm doing a little bit more conditioning. Start practicing a little bit. Next thing you know, Mike Miller get hurt. Mm. Eddie Jones get hurt. Mm. Damon Stoudemire get hurt. Mm. Them niggas look down there and say, TK, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Give me my mask. This time I got my own mask. I got hey, my real you face. Got I said, man, let's go. Man, I was so ready to hop on hoop. Man, I had on my blue and white garages. <laughs> man, I was so ready to go, brass say, man. When I was telling you, I was so ready to go, I ended up winning rookie in a month. I was yes, averaging sir. about a dub the last month of April. Yes, sir. Smack, I'm talking about. I had like two 28-point games. Five. Snapped on Melo. Snapped on AI. <laughs> man. Snapped on Kobe. Hey, bro. Man, serious. So, I was, I was leading up to that. I was leading up to that. I was going to lead up to that, bro. Bro, so, how did it feel? I know you said when you saw D-Wade, right? That's D-Wade, right? That's D-Wade. But when you went up against Kobe, when you went up against Kobe Bryant, bro, you guarding Kobe, Kobe yeah. and, and he guarding you. Yeah, I got it on my phone. <laughs> Yo. The same amount of minutes. Yeah, yeah. He played forty minutes, both of us, bro. I uh, I look at I look I I got it on my phone too. TK, dog. Both my dogs guarded Kobe. That's my thing. How did that feel, bro? We want to take. The first time we played Kobe, okay. I think this man had sixty-two. Oh, <laughs> it's Kobe. <laughs> What is it? What is it seeing? This man had sixty two in Memphis. I think I had. I played four minutes. I think, and I think he had about twelve on me, <laughs> and it was over. Come, yeah, yeah. Come over here. Hey. And I remember that feeling, right? Because I ain't played no more, and I just had to watch all of that. Just he do this, he do that, he do this, he do that. Bad, right. bad, bad. I said, okay, cool. Watch film that whole time because I know we we had them coming back up soon, mm-hmm. and it was a major game for them because they were doing for playoff spots. Mm-hmm. So he was playing hard as hell mm-hmm. when we went back to L.A. Mm. At this time, I ain't gonna, I watched so much film on Kobe. So much film you that studied. game. So much film. 
because of like he had three moves. Like he had three moves. Not three moves, three counters to, to your each to move. your defense. Right. Like, uh, all right, bet. All right, bet. Uh, <laughs> if y'all don't got no help, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> I'm like, man, y'all gotta help. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh-huh. I'm gonna cut them off, but y'all gotta be there. Right. Dead serious. And that's team ball. And I think that and that's how we kind of contained him that game. Mm. Uh, of, of course, he's used to hitting tough shots, but he missed a lot of his tough shots. Mm. And I had the opportunity where um I ain't, I wasn't talking trash, but I was, man, I was having a blast. I was having fun. <laughs> you feel the fun you know against Colt. Right, right, you know what right. I'm saying? I wasn't talking trash to him at all, but right. I was having fun with it. Like, man, let's go, man. That's a bucket. Like, doing stuff like that. Look, <laughs> pass, pal. Look, look, they worried about me. I'm going to give it to you. If, he, if right. As soon as they double team, I'm going. You better not turn your head. Oh, they uh, turn his head. Uh, give uh, it there to go. Me, hey. You know what I'm saying? Right. Doing stuff like that. Having right. fun. Right. And I think I had, he had like 22 and I had like 24 that game. That's five, bro. You know what I'm saying? How'd that feel? I mean, after you got, all right, so let's, let's, let's call a spade a spade, right? He cooked you the first time. I swear to God. You cook, you cooking with him in the kitchen the second You heard. <laughs> and he shot like five for 20. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. So say Kobe that. got, right. I'm going to say hey, that. So, 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 so and that, bro, that's, that's what I was saying too. It's like, yo, you guarding Kobe and you putting it on him with, you know, containing. How do you feel after that game? <laughs> I'm going to tell the story. Okay, okay, okay. I don't even want to tell the story. We got time today. Nah, I ain't tell that story. <laughs> Matter of fact, check this out. When we was in L.A., bro, mm-hmm. you could tell I had a good game. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm going to just say that. Man, I had a black. I, it felt amazing because I'm, I'm playing against my idol. And, 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 and. I know what you're capable of, and I'm I'm trying to prove myself. You right. Heard? And after that game, we went out. We went out, and and who's we? The team. Okay. We okay. We, we we won. We, we won. in L. A. Right. We kicked it, and right. And the, everybody in there. I remember Lil John was being on the sideline. He was talking the most trash. <laughs> and after the game, I remember him, boy. Talking, I'm looking down. He looking up. Man, you played crazy. Like what y'all doing tonight? Da, 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 da. <laughs> Little John, Little John, and he was courtside. Another idol, another idol. He was courtside, <laughs> and I remember shaking his hand, and he talking about, boy, you good, boy, you played well, and da 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 da. And Brian Scott said something. And I remember Charles Barkley said something on the on 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 on, on, the, on the TNT on the TNT or something. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, wow, man, you wow, made it, bro. Like. I would just came off an injury. I like my that's my whole rookie year. I was hurt. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I only played 18 like these 18 games. Mm-hmm. I just snapped. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you supposed to. And I'm thinking I'm finna get a like a. I was supposed to sign a three year 15. Mm. Jerry West, rewind the tape. Mm. After my first game, I played. And when they said TK, you want to hoop? You ready to hoop? I had a dub. Mm. I came off the bench and got a dub. And them, Jerry West and my coach they pulled me to the side of the locker room. They said Jerry West said TK, you think you can do it again? Say man, if you give me the green light, mm. I went out there had a like twenty eight that next game. Mm. Then back to back to back to back, he was like, man, keep doing it. They was finna sign me a three year fifteen. Jerry West ended up going to the Lakers, and we ended up getting Chris Wallace. I think that's what his name was, mm-hmm. the new GM. Mm-hmm. And we get Mike Alberoni, a new coach. He brought his guys in. I ended up getting cut. Went to Turkey. Oh, okay. I went to Turkey. Oh, yeah. To Fenerbahce. That was my first overseas team. Mm-hmm. I hated that experience because my I just thought I'm a, I'm an NBA player. No, mm-hmm. there's no such thing as overseas for me. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to work to get back to the point. I didn't even enjoy the culture. 
I'm in the gym all day, ain't really rocking with nobody. Mm. Had an attitude. Mm-hmm. Like, it was miserable, but because I didn't know any better on learning how to live in Europe. Right. So I ended up playing well. We won that championship. Get a phone call from the Cavaliers. They said, Brian, like the way you play, we want to bring you in. You don't got to do summer league or nothing. No pre-draft, no kid. We just going to sign you. I'm like, what? Brian. And I was supposed to sign a two plus two with Real Madrid. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They wanted me two uh, two years for four mil. Mm. Do I take that or do I stay in Turkey and get a passport or I go play for the Cavaliers? If I rewind the tape, I would have chose the Cavaliers again. Mm-hmm. But as my career going, that passport with Turkey, it made a lot of sense. Mm. You heard? Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense. Moving forward, and that 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 those two years with Real Madrid, those would have been two years I would have won two uh two uh, at least been in the final four and won the championship. Mm. That would have been another different type of bag. Right. On top of I would have had another opportunity to go back to Turkey because the money out there, bro. So that's what it was, and I took the chance to go to play with the Cavs. That was probably the best experience I ever had in my life. You with Bron? With Bron? You in practice with Bron? That was my guy. Dog, God, man. Dog. God. Bro, you got to play with the legends, dog. Like, like God. the people that we that we aspire to be on the court with, bro. You you on a day-to-day with them, bro. You you in the league. My God, bro. How bro. um how how did that how was that feeling? It, it was it was it was unreal because of the way the Cavs ran their organization at that time. Right. You got I don't want to just list a job title. Whatever you think the lowest job title is for the Cavs, I'm just say make popcorn. Mm-hmm. The person that makes the popcorn all the way to the owner of the team. And then you got LeBron, LeGM, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so you got LeBron operating at this level, but he's down here with his teammates. And everybody in this facility, you'll never know who is who. Because everybody got treated the same, with the same amount of love, respect, no disrespect. And it was just seeing that, like. The culture. Man, what? It was like, man, this is the place to be. This is how you're supposed to run an organization. Y'all, man, it was it was unreal. And, and watching this man play from the sideline yeah. and in practice. How, um, how far did you guys go? We lost to the Orlando Magic before the championship. That's the one. That's the one. The Dwight Howard versus man. Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was supposed to be Kobe versus Braun. That it was. It happens. It was. <laughs> man, Orlando Magic had, people don't understand how good they were. Turkaloo. Turkaloo was, listen yeah. to me. Turkaloo. Oh, my Yo, God. The bro. European game, bro, I was saying they was catching up. They was catching up. I, so, I played in DR. Steven Jackson went through DR. So, I saw... Kind of like his rise, right? He played for Pueblo Nuevo. So I'm seeing these players, right? And then I, I saw the business side of like, and and I want I want to talk about that later on when you when you talk about Turkey. You know, these dudes who going who like going leaving Seton Hall or leaving and and then they scoring thirty, but their team lo- losing, and then their their bags are outside the hotel room with their paycheck. And a plane ticket saying thank you for your services. Like that—that's the, that, that's the, that is the, yeah. bro. I had I so coming out of college, 
not seeing that, you know, playing at D2 school, not seeing that opportunity, going overseas, going to DR, playing as a national, right? And then seeing these refuerzos, these guys that they're bringing, and then seeing the business of the game, bro, it was cutthroat. Cutthroat. It was. And so I know it made me, that's what made me realize, okay, we got, what's after basketball? Because all it takes is one injury and you out of here. It, you may not even be injured. You don't. You scored thirty. This man was scoring thirty. I got close with him. He scored thirty. They losing. We go to the hotel room to go chill. See ya. Your backpack outside, bro. That's how it is. <laughs> what you think it is? And they might not pay you that, that for three months. Yeah. If they don't feel like yeah. it. Yeah. Man, I ain't paying you, bro. What you gonna do? Lead. <laughs> well, lead in. I don't care. Bruh, it's crazy to see that. So I for you to be at that level, how 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 was it? Because then you went to Turkey and you saw that. Did you experience like or see anything like that too? Like when we get to some of these in uh overseas stores, um, I'm gonna have to hold some of them. Right. Only only reason is because I was I got silenced because of um, when my grandfather died, right? And I stopped doing interviews. I stopped talking. Mm. And I just interact by reposting and just saying, I love y'all. And they once those stories, I know it can sell. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. I know they can sell and because they want to know, well, what happened with that? Well, what happened with this? What happened with that? Mm. And I never spoke on it. I just kept it going. But mm. um, I'm going to share a, um, the turkey situation. Because I'm going to share this one. When I played for Fenerbahce, we had, shout out to Lynn Greer. Um, he was the vet that taught me the ropes of the game and how these guys operate. Mm. I remember Lynn Greer, a legend for one. Freaking, a freaking legend. Boy, the left-handed, he was just a bucket. Cause uh-huh. Smooth, man. Fenerbahce didn't want to pay him no more. They just, um, they wanted to get another player. Mm. So they told him, we're going to cut your minutes down. We're going to play you. So he was like, okay, you can get bitter. That's, you, can be, you can get bitter if you want. Right. But that's why before I continue to go, I want you to really understand the only thing that you can control in this life is your attitude. Big facts. That's the only thing you can control. And if you don't, uh, if you don't control your attitude, that's how you get caught up in traps. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because of they were setting different traps for him to see if he's going to bite or fall for it. So mm-hmm. they'll say, we're going to cut your minutes. They see the minutes didn't phase him because he, he he knows the game. He's like, well, cut my minutes. As long as you pay me, I'm straight. Right. I'm going to show up to practice. I'm going to do everything you ask me to do. Then they was like, well, we don't want you to practice with the team anymore. And he's like, why? What did I do? They're like, they were trying to get him to run off. Out the contract. Out the contract. Right. So now they, they start making him practice 5 o'clock in the morning. And then again, you got two days in another one. Then we have practice at nine. Then you come back right after us. So they was doing BS like that. Right. So I remember talking to him. I was like, man, f- forget that, man. You got me wrong. I'm fresh out the league. Like, right. I ain't tripping on that. <laughs> right. Man, you got me wrong. Ain't no way in the world I'd be doing that. He was like, nah, 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 young fella, look. If I don't show up to practice at five o'clock or at 10 o'clock or whatever they tell me to do, they have somebody coming in checking to see, oh, no show, no show. If you have a certain amount of no-shows, 
you breached your contract anyway. Right. And now I won't have to pay you nothing. So they made his life miserable. Right. To the and then all of a sudden, somebody got hurt. And they changed it. Oh, Lynn, Lynn, Lynn. Let me want you to come out. I'm sorry about this. Da, 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 da. And I'm watching this like, y'all was just doing this man like this. And now this guy got hurt. Now you want to come back and make it seem like he the most valuable thing since since air was invented. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and he was like, see how this go? And he ended up getting all his money for the year. Wow. And I seen somebody else take another route. And not. And, and, and you end up getting sent on. They ain't have to pay you your remaining salary. The black ball, you're not coming black. back. All that. You definitely ain't coming back with that team. Right. You know? All that. It's crazy, man. I'm glad I'm glad we talked about that, bro, because a lot of people, especially us, like when we was growing up, we was like, yo, we going ball. We going we gonna to hoop. That's what we going to do. Any means. And, and literally when the NBA was out of my range, that's all I was thinking. But there's other things, man. There's other things there, and 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 uh, you know, there's other opportunities. And you're right, bro. It's about how you handle it, how you respond to the event that determines the outcome. If you respond negatively, the outcome's negatively, bro. If you respond positive, though, no matter if the outcome's negative, you're gonna respond. And so, how you respond is like 90 percent of how how it works, bro. Right. So glad you responded well, dog. You won a championship out there, huh? Uh, we won. How many championships have won over there? I know I got a total of ten. You, <laughs> you got two, two. Call, I call it the two NIT. Okay. Then we have championships. Then we have like different cups. And yep. All that. Yep. So like ten. Bro, you it showed they loved you out there, man. Man, from from Turkey, I won four in Turkey mm. with Fenerbahce. Um, a couple cups with them too, mm. and then I won one in Israel and mm. one in Serbia. That's beautiful, bro. Um, How was it seeing Europe? I'm not even supposed to be in the States. If I ain't had no family here, I'd be in Europe. <laughs> you be out there, huh? Yeah, man. That's fine, bro. In Europe. I gotta get out there, bro. I gotta see the, I gotta see how it looks, man. I'll be in Europe, bro. It's awesome. It's awesome that you see that, bro. It's awesome that you that you that you've done that. How did your career, your NBA career after after that? I know you played with Cleveland and then um how do you feel about your NBA career, you know, to sum it up and stuff like that? I felt like I should have um I got to a point where forget trying to make a team. Mm-hmm. They giving me guaranteed money. They love me. I'm playing. Um, I, like yeah. I don't got. I don't. I don't. I don't have time to try to make a team. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. But as I was younger, thinking, I would. If I was to do it again, I would. I take that approach. I I try to go make the team again. Yeah. And guess what? Again. Yeah. I guess I'm gonna go try to make it again, but making a team and you—I mean, trying to make a team and you get cut. By the time it's time to sign you to go overseas, the money low because um, because they are—they don't got all the guys that they wanted. Yep. Then, um, not only the money low, then you you. you it's hard to get on the right team because, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, they're bringing time. you in. Yeah, they're bringing you in. And, hey, here, here's the ball. You don't know nothing. You got to score 30. <laughs> right. Yeah, I seen it. I seen it, bro. And I've seen it just over and over and over. And, I, bro, I commend you, bro, because you was out there killing them too, TK. Man. You was out there giving them the work. That I love that, man. Bro, life after basketball. Life after basketball. It's what? been... What what? How was the transition? 
it's one of the hardest things ever, homie. Mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still in my transition phase. Um, it's not what I know. This is not what I'm used to. Right. I'm a locker room dude. Right. I ain't no street dude. Right. I'm a locker room dude. Right. Meaning, sometimes the locker room harder than the streets. Right. Because everybody in there got to take care of mama. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everybody in there from different facets of life. Some dudes from the hood. Some dudes this, that, and the other. Right. I'm from the neighborhood. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But I'm a locker room dude right. with the same ambition as, look, mama got to eat. Right. Kids got to eat. Right. We want the same time, playing time. We want the same check. We want the mm-hmm. same salary. We got to compete for this. Big fact. So it was, um, it was gruesome enough. And then once, and then you at the same time, you got to fight to love each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. To have like, those experiences. You know what I'm saying? So when you get on the court, you know how. You know I got your back. You know I got been through so I got mine because you done been through some stuff. Yeah. So that was, so now coming into the real world of knowing that I'm so used to talking in 30 second timeouts or into a minute and, 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 and talking into, talking over a big gym of people, mm. crowd of people. When I'm in an interview, or not even in an interview, but when I'm in a group setting, I'm talking to people. They're like, "You aggressive, your tone. <laughs> oh, you, you like for real?" Right, I know, I know what you mean. I know they're what like, you mean. What's wrong with him? Right? Why are you so brash? Like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, like, and honestly, I work around with, with more females than I do guys. Right. Um, it's just based off of your like. You, you got to understand who's willing to help you, wow. and what is your clientele. Like it's more women that 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 support me than it is men. Mm-hmm. It's more women that follow me on IG than it is men. Mm. I'm I'm pretty sure it's like that, vice versa, around the board, everywhere. everywhere. So now I'm working with some people who don't used to that's not used to me that's never been in a locker room mm-hmm. that don't have to get their point across in 30 seconds or a minute or yelling across the court just to get everybody on board to win. Right. They're like, "Why are you so hostile? You aggressive? This, that, and the other." But really, I'm just being you, just telling you. This is how I express myself. Fast. And real fast and straight to the point because I had to. Mm-hmm. And having to digress from that and learn how, like, okay, T, say it softer and make sure that everything is at this tone and this pace. It's for the birds. I'm not doing that no more. I've done this for the last three years. I'm not doing that no more, bro. It's, when I tell you right now, it's up. Uh-huh. This is if you're working with me, you rocking with me. This is the tone. This is yeah. the tone you're gonna get. Yeah, you're gonna get these hand gestures. I'm gonna be doing this. Right. I'm gonna be doing that. Right. This is what it is. Right. I gotta I gotta continue to be me in this being into this business world, being a part of Tampa now. It kind of shown like shelled me in a little bit. I'm really not me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But yeah. we we. I love the progress that we're making with the foundation and, Absolutely. and things like that. Talk about sure. that, bro. Talk about I, I I want you to talk about that, bro. I want bro, I want I also I don't I don't I want you to know we we here. So I love we ain't get we ain't this me and you, it's like we getting back to see how we do like twenty years of life, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I want you I want you to talk about like the foundation, where that come from, how that how that go, like wh- where did where did it stem from? The foundation stemmed from pretty much all of my experiences. Mm. Um, like I said, my grandfather, my mother, my dad, my whole family. But my grandfather was a huge advocate. Mm-hmm. So the Torrance Kinsey Foundation, within that, we have mentoring program that we're relaunching. Um, it's called Circle Me, where we have our kids. We circle our kids like a village, whatever it is that you need for you to be successful. And then we partner 
them up with mentors and that's in their career path. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be a doctor, teacher, lawyer, athlete, whatever it is you want to be, partner you up with that so you can so you can see if this is exactly what you want to do. Right. Because I know for me, I found out in college, <laughs> I ain't want to be no forensic scientist. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And you been going up the whole time and saying, then, hey, I want to be a forensic scientist. Because of CSI. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I love CSI. I'm going to go to school. I got my criminal justice degree. Right. I'm going to be a, you know what I'm saying, CSI forensic <laughs> scientist. Nah. <laughs> This ain't it for me. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get through it, though. But right. So learning, being able to, like, shadow um, your career path mm. is, is key. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do for our, for our mentees. And then also inside of, side of that, we have beautification projects. Mm. Um, we got approved by the city of Tampa and Parks and Rec to revamp six basketball courts and two football fields. It's amazing. Um, what we're going to do with the f basketball courts is we're going to collaborate um, high-scale art. Mm. Um, we're going to have some nice messaging on the courts as well, some like DEI or Stop Gun Violence, Peace, mm. Love, Happiness, Family, mm. like different messages on the court uh, with some nice art. And as well, we're partnering up with Tom G., also, that's fine. This is my first time partnering up with Tom G. That's dope. So I'm kind of excited about that yeah. because I reached out to another night. It was like, um, my guy, straight up, this is a real conversation. Right. Shit, we 39 years old now. Yeah. And we haven't, like, it's always, it's always been respect. It's always, hey, how you doing? We see each other. I listen to his music all throughout, throughout college. South Carolina knows Tom G because of me. <laughs> straight up. So I, I reached out to him and told him, look, bro, I said, I know you don't got no problem with me because I know you don't, I don't got no problem with you. Right. I like, we ain't never collaborate on nothing. We, you know what I'm saying? I just want to know what is it. He was like, I'm pretty sure, big dog, that it's just a timing thing. Right. I was like, well, he was like, well, let's let's figure something out. So I hit him up like another 48 hours later. I said, well, because I got something on the table for you. Mm. I said, well, I'm revamping my neighborhood basketball court. Why? It's just to me, it don't look right if I go to Palm River and revamp your basketball court Big without fact. without even telling rapping with you rapping with you was going on. Hey, yeah, so yeah. we need to figure this out ASAP. Yeah, because if not, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. God's work, right, right, right. I want you to be a part of this. And he has a big bike ride coming up. I think May 7th is called Peace in the Streets. Mm. And we have we and we he he partners up with TPD. Yeah, and myself, my foundation partners up with TPD when it comes to stop gun violence. It's the same thing. Big fact. You know what I'm saying? So we have a sponsorship with GT Bikes. Mm. Um, I've been working on to go along with the art piece because I told them I would love to incorporate their basketball or their logo on a if they can get some if they want to sponsor something. So they're going to sponsor like two bicycles. That's fine. And, and we're going to use those for raffles. So you buy your raffles and, and all of the proceeds. That's dope. Not some. All of the proceeds mm -hmm. going to go to Lincoln Garden Basketball Court and Tom G Basketball Court. That's beautiful. And we're going to ride. We're going to have our bike ride together instead of me coming up. You already got your bike ride. Yeah. yeah so yeah. why would I create a bike ride with GT and not include Tom G? I, you know what I'm saying? Come Big on, fact. man. Bro, it's good that you're doing that, man, because it's it's bringing unity to the city, especially since the city's grown. You know? it's And it's growing. Bro, I know when we was kids, bro. It's growing. Bro, we, so we just talk about Blake High School, and that area don't even look the same, right? That used to be the trolley with a, with a bus depot and all that. You see white people <laughs> running around and running the dog, not looking over their yeah, shoulder yeah. like, bro, bro I'm from that area. You was not walking around. 
<laughs> not doing none of that. None of that. And now it's, bro, and it's beautiful to see because as we get older, right, as we get older, we're, we're also growing with the city. Absolutely. You know, and we're getting to give back to the community. Absolutely. We're getting to make, you know, and there's, I mean, dog, first off, and we I, we talk about it all the time, right? There's not many people from Tampa that was actually from Tampa. Right. You know? Um, but the ones that have been here a long time, bro, get to help make that imprint. And it could either be a good imprint or it could be a bad imprint. And I'm grateful, dog, that it's a good, a great imprint, especially with the people that I grew up with, bro. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And so you just working and giving back to the community. That's what Youngest in the Yacht Club is about, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's about, okay, yeah, we made it. We doing our things, but that transition period where, all right, mm. you know what I'm saying? How we give back to the community that's what we're talking about, the movers and the shakers in the in the community, dog. So, mm-hmm. bro, I, I definitely I want you to be able to, uh, you know, I definitely want you to pl- keep doing what you're doing, plugging plugging your uh, your brand. Where can the people find you, bro? Um, as in social media? A- yeah, anywhere. You can find me on my personal at tk underscore k i n s e y tk underscore kenzie, or you can find me at Torrance Kenzie Foundation, or you can find me at T. Kenzie Derby. We just had that our second annual for the foundation. Let's talk about that, bro. I want to. I don't want to. I don't want to skip that. Okay. I definitely want to talk about that because you was on the news a couple days ago, bro. Absolutely, but before we get to the Derby, okay, um, we still have some more projects for the foundation, mm. like those that that got approved by the city. What's up? We yeah, have those those basketball courts and the two football fields. Absolutely. Also, we got approved by CSX and the city of Tampa to revamp the Cash Street Railroad Bridge. That is the bridge that's between the Tampa Museum. And the Strass Center, the only bridge that stands up. Yep. 90% of the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's been the same color. It's been the same color for 30 years. Right. <laughs> and, and and doing the research, it's been the same color for over a hundred years. And yeah. that bridge has never been touched, revamped, or anything. That's so crazy. We got approved to revamp that bridge. And CSX gave us the rights for like the next 75 years to be able to um interchange on a big counterweight. Because on that big counterweight, we're working with as of right now, we're working with the Bucks, Rays, Rowdy, and the Lightning marketing team to come up with a mural of logos for one side mm. for all the sports teams and a mural of all the trophies on the other side to represent the expectations of every team that's in Tampa. Our main goal is to get back to Tampa Bay because that means you don't want a championship and we're going to have a parade. Yeah. So we wanted to display that. And then with that, in those, within those 75 years, they said you can't have no marketing like to make no dollars, but you can do foundation stuff like maybe breast cancer awareness beautiful, or put the foundation on there or um, what's that, Madam Fortress. It was That bridge was actually owned by a black woman. Wow. Yeah, it's a black slave, and we're going to put a portrait of her up there as well. It's amazing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, educate and, and, and give back to the community and let them know. Exactly. And, then, and a lot of DEI type stuff, you know what I mean? So um, that's what we're going to do with that. And then also we're working with Within the foundation, we're working with Hillsborough County School Board to change the basketball curriculum here in Tampa. And that's what um, my grandfather was an advocate. I want to be able to do the same thing for our kids that my grandfather did for me to help me get that last look, which is during your P.E. period, right? Mm -hmm. Go look at P.E. If you go to school, I mean, if you got a chance, my moment, sign in and go watch the P.E. periods in high school. Right. They walk around the track. They don't do anything. Yeah, bro. We already know what time. They don't is. do anything. Yeah, it's nothing, nothing real. 
So during the PE period, this is what we want to do. We want to be able to get work with uh, the the players first, the coach, the parents, and the guidance counselor. The same way we do in college. Mm-hmm. Get all your kids in one PE period mm-hmm. at the same time. So now during PE period, we can have skill work. Mm-hmm. We can watch film. We can have SAT and ACT prep. Mm-hmm. Um, strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, can you imagine – just being able to go to practice and and, 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 and and get skill work in. So now that's cheaper on the parent. So now like a group a group workout is like one thirty five. Yep. Right? Yep. So imagine you doing it individually, you're gonna pay fifty dollars yep. for one for your kid to get trained when you can send your kid to school, pay that trainer like one thirty five, break that down into price. Now everybody probably paying like eight dollars a day or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Getting the real work. Getting real work. Bro, you want to know what's crazy is that. that so I had to transfer from uh, C- Coach Howard, went to Hillsboro. We, we, mm-hmm. really, we didn't really we didn't really click like that. So I had to transfer, and we had, I had to sit out my junior year because of the transfer rules during that time. So Coach Stewart was a driver's ed coach, and he got all of us during the end of the junior year into the senior year to be able to sit seven period in driver's ed. Dog. That's why we was good because of the culture, bro. So we wasn't in driver's ed. We was watching film. We was in the gym. We was doing all that stuff, and that created that cohesiveness, all mm. that work. And that's why we was able. Now, obviously, we got beat in the first round against Jack and them, right? Mm. <laughs> we, we had we had smacked Hillsborough by thirty both times, but right. they had our number the last time. But it was an awesome experience, dog, because. Even through that, dog, it just built that team camaraderie. It was like the locker room. It was the extra period before practice. Absolutely. You know, and, and I know that especially, like, like you know, even in weightlifting, man, nobody be lifting weights, dog. Like, they don't be, they don't be doing nothing. People just be getting dressed and then don't do nothing. So to take that and create s- some productive time for people who really need it, bro, that's awesome, bro. Absolutely. And that's and that's called being that readiness for college. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we we're trying to create that um going to roll it out this upcoming year. That's awesome. Um cuz can you imagine just saying during your PE period, the coach telling the trainer, this is what I want you to work on. We're going to work on the ball reversal side of horns. Yeah. So now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we're going to work on the dribble handoff yeah. over here with the guard. You come off and shoot. Or yeah. we're going to work on the backdoor cut. Yeah. Or we're going to work on the rescreen. We're going to work on it. So now you're working on this in practice. I right. mean, in PE. So now when practice comes, you know the play. Exactly. Now you can work on something else. Something else. Right. So now you're getting development. You're getting your strength and conditioning. Yeah. And now you're, you're watching film. And now your kids are getting more and more work, so that makes them more and more better, more and more prepared for the next season, the next game, or the, the next, next summer. Or the next step in your career, yep. like college. Yep. That's what college is looking for. Yeah. And that's what's one and that's the one of the biggest problems right now is that our kids not ready for the right. next level. Right. So we get overlooked. And the reason we're not over we're not ready, no disrespect to none of the coaches, y'all do an amazing job. I'm actually on you guys' side. They're not making any money. You know, they only get paid one time $2,500 a year. That's crazy. Coaches make $2,500 one time. Are you kidding me? Are you going to tell me these kids are putting their life on the line for for a coach and a school and a program where there's no program? There's not a real coach. Y'all not investing no money into the program by saying, if I paid my coach X, 
And I look at Dallas, they paying their coaching staff 130K. That's crazy. That means they not going nowhere. Right. They staying we, there. They, they, we staying here. We putting a program together. We putting everything. Everything. We're going to. Longevity. Longevity. So now if I'm a scout. Do you know where I'm going to recruit from? Those schools. That whole county because of y'all got a whole program in the system. And then in Tampa, Florida, we got, thank you guys for your time. But thank you once again. But it's hurting our kids yeah. because you got a, a a scientist, a librarian. Yeah. We coach it because we, 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 we got time to volunteer with. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it don't make no sense. And then our real coaches – they leaving because you're not paying them. Right. They're going to places where they can really coach. Come on, man. Yeah, nah, bro. You real. That's real. That's real stuff that you're talking about, bro. So that's what we that's what we and, own. And they're athletes that come out of here, bro. But you're right. Many. You're not ready. You're not ready when it comes to the actual game, to the to the to the behind the scenes, the mental preparation. Right. You know? And that's that's real, bro. And, and, and you gotta put that in, bro. I I, I definitely wanna make that in. Let's get into this derby. Yes. What's up? Hold on. First off, where did you get into horse racing? I always loved them. I always loved them. Um, it, it goes back to a little childhood when we used to be like, oh, she a stallion. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she a stallion. She bad. Oh, she a mule. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I kids used to say all right. that. So ever since then, when they used to talk about that, I was like, okay, bet. I like horses. Right. Let me look into these horses. Then I actually had an opportunity to go to a horse race when I was in um in Spain, and I would just remember what it felt like, mm. like what I really what it what it felt like. Mm. I'm big into what it feels like and, and catching my emotions, and that's how you get through stuff. Yeah. So I remember actually being out there, feeling the sun in your face. I remember the guy said, "You want to smoke this Cuban?" They came down <laughs> with the Cuban, they like go ahead and smoke the Cuban. They cut it out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Straight <laughs> in, hitting it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right, the right, leaf out, right, and you hit like you you smoking a cigar, and like you like you don't really know what you're doing, right? But don't let nobody know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing, <laughs> right? So you got the sun hitting you, you you smoking a cigar, and you just feel the horses running around the track. You can feel the horsepower mm. to the point that it was windy out there, and when the horses ran by, mm. the dirt was kicking up, but the wind was blowing the dirt on you, so you feel the little the little pebbles and stuff hitting your yeah. face a little bit. You're yeah, like, man, we had the dirt. Yeah. So I'm like, man, you know what? Tampa got a, a horse track. Yep. And I started paying attention. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to say nothing yet because I only come home during the summer. Right. So when I get home, I'm going to pay attention to this. And I've seen over the years when derby time come, everybody have derby themes. Mm. They don't have no horses at all. Mm. I ain't never seen nobody at the Tampa Downs. Mm. I always seen people go over here. Let's have a derby theme. Let's rent this place out. Let's wear derby stuff. Let's do that. Mm -hmm. So my thing was like, you know what? Let me look into the derby. When was it established? Then I realized, oh, the very first 25 races, the first 18 winners were black jockeys. Wow. They were black jockeys. Wow. So we already won. We already been here. We already supposed to be in this field. Right. We, the, the, the black jockeys were slaves. They took care of the horses. Wow. They, 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 and they, and they, and they raced. And, Reason we got out of the sport is because of, truth be told, it's because of racism. Wow. Racism pushed out the black jockeys out of the out of out of racing because if you're betting on a black jockey, the white jockeys were it was called rough riding, mm. where you would along the side, they are they emerge their horse over 
and, and bump them against the rail or against the wall. Yeah. And that can cause injury to the horse and the jockey. Right. So now, if you betting on them, nine times out of ten, you're going to yeah, you're yeah. get rough ride, rough, rough roll, uh-huh. and there's no need to bet on you no more. Right. So at that point, they, they, they start winning. They start coming to last, last, last to the point where you are. We don't want them. We don't want no black jockeys because this is what's going to happen to them. Wow. And if, for the last 100 years, there hasn't been a, a black jockey that wanted. That's crazy, bro. So they wanted to bring the culture to, to Tampa. Not only are we here to have a good time, but let me let, let me tell you a little bit about the history. Yeah, that's dope, bro. And you you've done your research, bro, and that's dope, man. Mm-hmm. Because you know people get into the you know they get into the to the theme, but they don't actually they just there for the experience. But you actually do the history and you see that, man. That's dope. That means I, you're gonna do great things with it. So you you what what is the event though? You just had the event there, man. What is it? The event is um it was it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, I we we know black people. We love to put that <laughs> shit on. I'm sorry. We love to look hey, good. Yeah. And when I tell you man, bruh, listen. What's the name I of the event, bro? It's the T Kenzie Derby. Instead of the Kentucky Derby, uh, the T Kenzie Derby. Dope. We, that's what we're doing. And it's for the foundation. So we raising we raising money for that. We're going to, to help with some of the initiatives. Sure. Help with giving back some 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 scholarship, help assist kids with scholarships. Beautiful. And when I say they look like they've been going to derbies their whole life. They had the hat, some of the most prettiest hats I've seen. Yeah, some of the most beautiful dresses and suit. Man, it was the suits. Yeah, the guys, cologne was hitting, the perfume yeah. was hitting. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? I they saw Otis there. Me and Otis be catching up, so I see OJ there all every year for it, bro. He looked, he looked like he been going there forever, dog. Forever. <laughs> and they, and some of it. Sometimes it was a lot of people first time ever seeing a horse. Actually. Wow. Being that close to a horse, ever going to a derby, never even knew nothing about it. So to see them, their eyes light up and them having a good time and they look like they belong, mm-hmm. it's because we already belong. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, you don't, bro. You don't just come into somewhere comfortable if it's somebody, one of your ancestors, haven't really been there and done that for you. Right, right. So it's they, uncomfortable. It's mm-hmm. really uncomfortable. So yeah. you could tell how everybody walked in and they was comfortable mm. because we already won, man. That's beautiful, dog. The, 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 the TK, the T. Kenzie Derby. Yes, sir. And is it the same time every year? Um, It's pretty much last. The first one and the second one, both were in April. The first one was April 23rd. This one was April 1st. We're trying to figure out where we want to do um do it next year. That's um, Reason being because it, it once again, black people don't like to be hot either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Keep it 1,000. So I want to do it. I, I kind of want to get it to where it's in in a nice setting, setting the, the temperature good, so we can open, allow them to have the outdoor areas as well. Right. But um, it was hot as on the way. But thank God we had the indoor areas this year, the That's second and the third floor. It's beautiful, bro. It's beautiful. And, and as you keep doing it, bro, you get better. That's what Youngest in the Yacht Club is, is about, bro. And I, I'm grateful. To, I'm Number one, I'm grateful that you came. Number two, bro, I'm grateful that uh, you exploring different avenues, dog. Like, you're not just staying in the lane. You you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, right? Because, you know, getting into coaching, getting, you know, the, the normal path of what uh, most people get into, dog. But you're exploring different lanes that not everybody getting into, bro. And that's why, that's why, that's what makes you you, bro. You not, you, you go down your path, bro, and you don't you you never been a follower, dog. That's one thing I noticed about you. You always gone your way and you've been a leader, bro. Now you're a leader in, in different facets, dog. So super, super grateful again, dog. Let, let them know again where to find you at, bro. Man, I appreciate what you said. And um you've been a leader too as well. Thank you, bro. And um, the youngest in the lock club. I love what you got going on. Thank you. But you definitely can find me at TK underscore 
Kenzie, or you can find me at the Torrance Kenzie Foundation, or you can find me at T Kenzie Derby, and also you can find me up at underscore beach it up underscore because we have a um, May twenty seventh that the St. Pete Pier, the first ever three on three basketball tournament, would be there, and that's going to be very very. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be big. Um, we definitely inviting the mayors on both sides of the bridge. Five. Um, it's a couple city officials, and we definitely inviting um, the Parks and Recs and the best and 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 some of the best of the best players that wants to come out and compete and just have fun. Bro, you bring them back to hoop it up with the beach it up. Beach it up. Hey, Cadell. No, hey, hey. what it's called. Hey, bro. I love that, bro. And, bro, that pier is beautiful, it's bro. It's beautiful, man. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be there to show support, bro. Younger City Yacht Club will be there. And, bro, it's awesome, bro. Bro, again, man, thank you so much for, for being here, man. I'll keep you here all night. I don't got nowhere to go. But I know you wanted to talk about them patents. Yeah. I, oh, you know what? Let's do that. Let's make. I'm glad you brought that up. Let's talk about that, man. You have some technology, right? That it's 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 it's. T- tell us the story. It's the the shade technology, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can uh, push the button and the windows will tint, and they'll tint to whatever color. You want whatever shade. And, uh, you know, I was seeing it in the cars. I was seeing it, you know, when I first bought uh, a high-end car, I saw it in the sunroof. Okay. Then then I saw you on your story. I was still living in New York at the time, and I saw you on your story talking about this technology. And then I, I got a little bit of a weird feeling because it felt like there was an issue with the technology Talk about that a little bit. And I definitely have to be careful on how I say this because this is an active court case. Mm. So if you see me deer in the head, like, look. Right. It's just because I'm trying to make sure I say the right thing because defamation of character is real. Big facts. And that's what kind of kept us hushed and quiet mm. because of the fear of that. And so long story short, um, not, um, like you were just saying, I own 11 patents. From the North America to South America to UK the European, and we lost the Japan patent because of it was one of those daring headlight moments uh-huh. because they they made the situation tough delayed oh okay to the point where we didn't really know that it was due mm. until it was and they did that several times to the point where we had to pull a rabbit out of hat and like have to pay something within five minutes and we wow. didn't even know. Wow. So, and we end up losing a Japan patent because of that. But long story short, the technology definitely is um, you can press a window, you can press a button, and you can turn your window tint from dark to clear or clear to dark. Mm. Um, it's available um, on your automobiles, on the architecture space, airplanes, yachts, um, wherever you see it, wherever you see glass, this technology is definitely for that. Also, when it comes to the cars, like you said, it was only available as a sunroof option mm-hmm. at first. This technology really been available since 2013. Mm. Um, in 2008, that's when I think I made my first investment into this company. In 2006, it started with a dream in 2006. Mm. And I followed up with that dream, and here we are now. So long story short, what's going on with our case is I maintain the patents. Like every time there's a patent fee renewal, 
anything like that. I've been maintaining them for the last since 2014. Mm. Since 2014, that's when I re- regained all control, all patents, all IP, um, the intellectual property, websites, domain, everything mm. is under my company called Global Glass Technology. Um, it's public record. It's um, Global Glass Technology versus Research Frontier. You can Google it and look at it. Look it up yourself. Mm. Um, we in court right now for breach of contract. They breached that. Also, we trying to prove where they infringed and also induced infringement. So um, the company, the company Research Frontier that you invested in, or that you did you have any dealings with that company? Um, all together, we were. One don't work without the other. Okay. Like the patents are Research Frontier. I can't even really say they own the, the film mm. because they produce the film, but there's no patents on the film, mm. right? So that the film is, is a thin piece of black film that goes in between two pieces of glass. Mm-hmm. So the film in there, and they got little electrodes that you kind of heat up. This is like... You let light through. When it does this, it blocks the light out. Right. Based on the power shortage. Like transition lenses. You you you, you heat it up, the sun comes out, and but with technology, it, it turns dark. Correct. And then you can hit, hit the button, and it'll turn clear again. Correct. Correct. And so you own the patent on that, and then they had the film technology. And they have the film, but there's no patent on the film. They lost the film patent because they didn't renew they, I guess they were, I don't know who ran out of money or who didn't do their due diligence, but they ran out. They they didn't renew the patents on the film. For sure. So anybody can use the film. Right. The film is for anybody. Right. But when it comes to the patents, one of the smartest things we did was kept the patents alive. Mm-hmm. And nobody can't use the power without coming through us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So long story short, if you just have some black film on your car, you just got regular tint. Right. Nothing is nothing. Right. Just put some tint on your car. That's fine. Right. But if you wanted to do what it's supposed to do, you're supposed to come see us. Like taking a licensing agreement through Global Glass Technology. Mm. You're supposed to get royalties. Research Frontier, um, they telling people that it's okay for you to use this technology. We got rights to it. Mm. And long story short, we have an email that they told me, if you don't sign over, if you, we'll give you, we have your money in escrow that we owe you, but we're not going to give it to you. We're not even going to tell you how much is in there. If you sign over your patents to us, we'll give you what's in escrow. We're not doing that. No. What do you think this is? Yeah. That's the only reason why we're in court right now is because they playing cowboys <laughs> and Indians. You know what I'm saying? Like, dog, this, like, this is the... This court stuff, bro, this is the most gangster stuff that it doesn't even make sense, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. If you don't know nothing about the court system, I know I don't. No, no. Being 100%. Yeah, and you're learning, though. And I'm learning. And it's unreal the way they maneuver and, and, and the games they know how to play. When you know this stuff, the other end, they've been playing so many games, bro. Yeah. So many games. So you've had to lawyer up. Man, by the grace of God. And we only hear about it because of God. He mm-hmm. had to do a lot of downsizing, sacrificing, being honest. Mm-hmm. To maintain the practice of being court for 10 years. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's expensive. Um, lawyer costs what? $350, an hour? <laughs> no, 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 no. No? It costs $800 to talk to one of them. Oh, man. It's a, it's on that. It's, it's on like that, that level. Yeah, Damn, it's like that. Yeah, but you're you right, though, with, the, with, the, with those prices. But 
on top of that, it's just like you have people like people that are using. I got to make sure I say it correct. Right. No defamation of character. I'm just telling my side of the story on what I've been going through, and that's a fact. Where they said sign the the um our IP over, and they'll give us what's in escrow without telling us how much is in it. That's all fact. That's great. And also, people that are using the technology are like General Motors, yeah. McLaren, Mercedes, um, Mercedes, uh, Honda Jet, the military, um, all of the, and they making millions of dollars off of that. And they, I haven't made a penny. That's crazy. I haven't made one penny yet, and I maintain all the patents, and I own the patents because they looking at me like, you know how long it took for me to get a lawyer? It took no matter how much money we would have presented to them, they was like, you don't own that. There's no way you own that. Be, just because Give me $5 million if you own that. Just like that. Only way I take your case is $5 million. I need all cash right up front. That's how they was talking to us, The bro. lawyer. Swear to God. That's crazy. Swear to God, bro. That's Swear crazy. to God, dog, to the point where it was like, what do you mean? We're showing be- you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's you don't true. believe me that it's credible. It's even a credible source. They're like, because they don't even know the tech. At this, imagine, it's, we're 2023 right now. Yeah. I'm talking about. 2007, 2008, 2010, 2014, 20. I'm talking about this technology then. Yeah. And they're like, this don't even exist. I'm like, yes, it do. It's right here. We got a demo video for 2013. It's doing all of this. Oh, I ain't know nothing about that. Yeah. They you, don't own that. You open it up. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Yeah. I ain't know nothing about it, but you don't own it. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to take it, we'll take your case five million, eight million. You're like, bro, you don't even know what you're looking at. You're just saying it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, come on, man. Yeah, all you see is dollar signs. That's it. You're not even seeing right from wrong. In the, in the, they didn't even care. Yeah. They didn't even care, man. It's so many games that be played to the point where. How you say this? Infiltrators, bro. Just say it like that. They are seeing infiltrators into your camp. Like, look, they working with this firm. Tell this guy everything that, that, that work with. Let me be quiet. Yeah, that, they, 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 they playing the game. They playing the game. To the point that we, like, God is revealing, how in the world you working with the people we suing and you over here with this firm? How you doing this? Trying to botch the whole thing, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's unreal. When bro. it's about real money, dog, and people get real funny, dog. And, 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 and another thing about it, I, I'm, I'm being honest, I pray for a hedge of protection all day, every day to put over my family and all that just mm-hmm. because of, um, I know what this technology is. Yeah. I know where it's going. I know what it does. Not only you can turn your window tent on and off by pressing a button, you can watch Netflix with by on, on your on your on your window. On your window in your house. Like all it's, of this stuff. Like it could be the on TVs. And you know when you see these buildings and you see like the panda bear jumping out. Yeah. Or you see like the uh, uh um like airplane circling the building. Yeah. Um, or you see like a giant standing behind with their head made of flowers. Yeah. Like that film. And that power, that's us. Yeah, they just killed the cash app dude, man. That's exactly. That's why I'm saying that. They just killed the cash app dude. And, and they introduced the fans. Cash app. <laughs> yo, yo, yeah, yeah. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, you right, you right, you right, bro. They just killed the cash app dude and said, we finna introduce. Fed out. Fed out. <laughs> Come on. Fed down. That's what it's called. Fed down. They, um... What else they did? Hold on. Somebody was showing me something else they did, too. And we were talking about it. It's crazy. And, yo, yo, when you told me, yo, you see this? You you see that on the buildings? Oh, you see that? That's part of this technology. I own that. 
OTK, that's crazy. And the same thing with the crypto owners. You know how many crypto owners dead? Mis- disappearing. Disappearing. And then they come up with the new China. <laughs> we we going to crash the dollar. <laughs> like, it ain't no coincidence, bro. Nah, nah, yeah. You know the world getting crazy, bro. Man, I'm scared. Bro. I know, I, I know. I swear to God. I know, bro. I ain't going to lie, bro. I'm I've scared. Seen, I've seen you. I've seen you. Like, I know you for a long time, and I know we haven't seen each other in a while, dog. But I, I, there's a different air about you, bro, and I, I get it. You're not letting nobody in your circle. You're in, your circle's small, and uh, you got to stay with it like that, bro, because of the things you got going on, bro. They will, like you said, infiltrators, bro. They, it's crazy about, about power, technology, situations. This is not just – that's generational wealth you got in your hands right there, bro. Bro, this is what I was trying to. This is my retirement plan. Yeah, I mean retirement gen- for your. You, you know free, what I'm saying? Yeah, you was gonna retire like, your kids, kids. Like I, I did this when I was playing ball. Yeah, and I was like, I was in hopes of investing, to catch on. Yeah, running the business. Yeah, when I retire, now yep. I'm in, now I'm gonna come back and sit like in my the seat. Nas Coinbase joint. Like yeah, you just invested in the new, and I'm gonna come and sit in my seat. And y'all playing with my. My role, y'all boxing me out of the industry. Y'all don't want to give me no money. Y'all don't want to give me no credit. Y'all want to just take my... Y'all know I'm the only person maintaining these patents. Like, if I do not pay the patents, nobody going to own the patents. Right. So that then, if nobody own the patents, you win. You know what I'm saying? Right, because and now you, you got to use pay the no patents yeah. whenever you want. Right. So I'm not... Like, do what's right. And not like, bro, I ain't going to lie to you, bro. Scared. Yeah, keep no. one thousand, and I'm like, that's what my like you just said. My circle's close. Um, I don't like I don't like to be around a lot of people. No, just like you never know where that junk come from, bro. Yeah, yeah, you never know, it's, man. it's on some. I mean, bro, I will say this, man, you did well. Trying to keep. To, well, I, I mean, dog, I'm not. I, I I'm not ever going to wish nothing. You know what I'm saying? But if you if you you gonna win. Yeah, we we this is, we telling this from the Victorian yeah, standpoint. Yeah, yeah, like and and God got this and and uh, had that insurance, dog, because your family gonna be lit regardless if you do that. That's what I'm saying. It's like regardless, dog, instill that in your family. Keep that alive. Keep that dream alive. Because when it hit, bro, you are gonna the whole Kinsey downline bless the city. Big facts. Like you have no idea. We are gonna put different people, millions of jobs. Big facts. Um. Foundation, we definitely gonna be able to open our arms and do what we want to do. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. Put people on, hire. You know what I'm saying. You gonna be the to Rockefeller, be dog. You gonna be out there. You gonna and and bro, it's good that you like you said, bless the city, dog. You are gonna be better than them because you are gonna bless the city. And 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 I don't really see nobody in Tampa number one thinking like you do, because that's that's gener- that's technology that was before its time. So the fact that you got whiff of that and you own that forward thinking, dog. And think about the next stuff you about to get. You are you probably already in the in the lab. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I was gonna say that it's like I want to really realize how do you get people to invest in your brain? Like, only reason these ideas come to me, dog, is because I I search for them. Like, God, show me what you want me to get out of this day mm. or what you want me to create for you. Because mm. I give all credit to God, regardless. Amen. And. As long as you apply yourself on one of the ideas he gave you, he he doesn't he's not going to give you a, another idea once you finish it. Right. He's going to give you another idea while you in the mix. Right. So it's like I'm working on this another idea. Thank you, God. I'm, I got to work a little bit on this. <laughs> Dang, and they just keep coming, coming, coming. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna work on this. I'm gonna work on this. And then this point, next thing you know, it's just like, it all, all right, 
let me work on one at a time now. But it's all coming. It's all coming because you see me trying to do what you want me to do. Like yeah. we 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 worship a God, a, a creator. Yeah. And we are his kids. So he's gonna give us stuff to create. Amen. And it's like, if I can get somebody, I just wanna learn how to get a room full of people and just be like, if you want an idea, I can give you an idea. I want X. You want an idea? God get like I give you an idea. I just want X. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you're supposed to be able to work with people. And it's just and and I haven't got to that level yet, and I haven't met that room yet. Yeah. But it's a lot of but I'm I'm working every day at it, networking at it to the point where it's gonna I'm I'm eventually going to meet that person and be like TK. Just tell me whatever it is you got going on, and he I got a whole checkbook right here. That's fine. Let's run it. I got a couple people that I need to introduce you to, bro, because uh, my uh, the dude that I used to work for for Bob's Discount Furniture, um, he inherited the company. Wow. So he's a billionaire. Wow. So, I mean, I that, not saying, and I did a podcast with him too, so make, shout out to Mickey Toro, but he loves, like you said, getting in those rooms. Even if he, you know, there's they introduce you to people like that when you get in them rooms, so... TK dog, I, I I wish you blessings on that. I wish you safety and blessings mm-hmm. because that's what you need. But you're a strong man too, so I already know you're gonna be you're gonna be good and you're gonna be great. Um, dog, again, man, I I this is this is gems. This coming out ASAP. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Yo, this coming out ASAP. So, um, you know, thank you so much, man. Youngest in the Yacht Club. Go donate to the the foundation. Where can they donate to the foundation? Can they donate, or is it something that they can do? Absolutely. At the Torrance Kinsey Foundation, we have donate buttons. Um, I want to know what's up. I forgot my cash. I have a donation button for my <laughs> cash. But, um, our foundation cash app as well. Awesome. Let me see what that is. It is one second. Make sure y'all donate to the TK. The TK is T Ken, uh, is the Torrance Kinsey Foundation, but the cash app is dollar sign. T. Kinsey Foundation. Mm. Dollar sign. T. Kinsey Foundation. Beautiful dog. And you and you're doing so much for the city. Um, you're doing you're doing so much for, for your family, dog. You're doing so much for the community, bro. Let's continue to do that, bro. Anything that you need, man, Youngest City Yacht Club will be there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Keep doing those things as long as it's positive, we'll always be there, bro. And thank you again, bro, for coming, dog. Amen. Uh, thank God for the opportunity. I appreciate you for inviting me on your podcast. Big facts. And uh, shout out to the youngest in the Yacht Club. They continue to do amazing things. Y'all stay tuned, man. Big facts, Appreciate bro. you, brother. Thank for you, real. bro. Thanks, man.